I don't care if you've been trying to fingle your solo maiden or whatever the fuck you're trying to do. If you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Dots. Better be up, yo. From the Vista Smoky House family. Put that dang shit on my left. Old ninja in the world. Old ninja. Uh, it's usually considered bad form when you're invited to a swingers party and you start punching people. So usually if a couple says no, you just move on to the next couple and you just wait till you get a yes. Don't be like Ezra. Don't be like them. Mm. Oh, my far right. Engineering on the ones and twos. Choking people out on threes and fours, Kronos. Have you ever been possessed by a vomit and fecal demon? Because I have. It happened recently. It's terrible. I want to call the Ghostbusters. I'm just saying. I had a very bad day. A very bad day. <laughs> Last but not least, we got your boy Blue. If it's seven o'clock and she doesn't know where Usher is, she's too young for you, bro. Oh. <laughs> Man, in the drop top. Yeah, he's in the streets. I was playing it in my my head too. I was like, I know that song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm surprised somebody made a little four uh, made a little four twenty reference. It is four twenty. Yeah, yeah, it is 420, but I'd take shots yeah, at yeah, Prodigy's tech. Boy. Yeah, I'd take shots at Prodigy's yeah. Boy. How is he my boy? What the ha. fuck? <laughs> your boy. All right, we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Kronos, you usually got some statistical analysis. That I do. Listener of the week would be uh, Placeholder02. So I guess you didn't find a name. But also, <laughs> you found a name, so that works. Uh, and first in the chat will be nobody thus far. It's, it's 420. You might have forgot that today is Wednesday. But it doesn't matter. We're bringing the dankness, whether you're high or not, or drunk, or whatever drug of choice you decide to do. Do your damn thing. Because it got high. Yeah. That was All a great right. song. I have, my, I have, my, I have my, my vape pens in here, and I want to smoke it, but uh, it's going to fuck with my body. <laughs> it's going to make you feel better. <laughs> yeah, for, for a moment. <laughs> you won't care anymore. Old Ninja, who are you pouring out some type of frothy multi-beverage for this week? Bruh, and it's only frothy if you shake it. <laughs> uh, or you, you know, nut in it? Oh, that's don't drink the pale ale. <laughs> uh, we gonna pour out some uh, some old English this week. For we're gonna start with Rio Hackford. Uh, he's the son of director Taylor Hackford, who directed Ray, The Devil's Advocate, Officer and a Gentleman. He's also the stepson of Helen Mirren. Uh, he was the character actor, not the voice, of the robot IG-11 in the Disney series, Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. Oh. Um, he also had roles in shows such as Treme on HBO as Toby. Um, and in more recent uh, series, he was on the Hulu series Pam and Tommy. Um, he was also a bar owner who owned bars both in New Orleans and California. Uh, he died of cancer. On April 14th, he was 52. Damn. Oh, Ninja, please so, clear something up for me because I'm genuinely, genuinely, clear, genuinely, genuinely curious. I'm not mm-hmm. high. Um, when you said he's not the voice actor, but a character actor in the show, but it's an animated character. So what, what did he do? No, no. So the Mandalorian, he was in, in the Mandalorian, he was the, basically the mocap pretty much. So he oh, did all the okay. body motions. He was the one that was actually on set. He spoke the lines or did the beeps or whatever. And then um, in post-production, it was Takiti Watiti. He did the, he was dubbed in as the voice, but he did all the, 
the uh, actual physical stuff on set. So he's the type of actor to where you don't know his name, but when you see a picture of him, you're like, oh, I know that guy. I've seen him mm. in a bunch of stuff. So he's like one of those, but it's unfortunate he died of a, he died of a rare cancer yeah. as well. Uh, next up, we have Liz, Liz Sheridan. Uh, she's best known as Helen Seinfeld, uh, the mom of Jerry Seinfeld on the show Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Uh, she'd been uh, she'd also had a recurring a recurring role on the hit tv series alf uh on alf she played raquel ochimik uh the grumpy neighbor and she's appeared in over a dozen episodes of the show uh she's also the voice of mrs stillman in the animated sitcom life with louis alongside louis anderson who just recently passed uh she would later write a book about her 1950s romantic entanglement with James Dean, which was published in the year 2000. Uh, the book is titled Dizzy and Jimmy, My Life with James Dean, A Love Story. Uh, she hold, was on, hold on, hold on. Was she the throat goat for James Dean? Is that what you're saying? No, I just said she had a, an entanglement. No, I don't no, know how Reagan. long. I mean, if you want to know more, read her book. Read her book. All right. Uh, she was a Broadway actress, and she was doing appearances on popular 80s shows such as Remington Steel, A-Team, and Scarecrow and Mrs. King before she landed her uh, recurring role on ALF. Uh, she died of natural causes at the age of 93. Oh, damn. She was up That is that for this week. All right. Holy shit. Nice. And actually, I got a happy birthday shout out to uh, my homeboy, Uncle Steve. Um, he's a fan of the podcast. He's probably listening now or he'll probably be listening on later because uh, today's his birthday. Uh, so mm. happy birthday, Uncle Steve. Hope you're having fun with your lady. <laughs> Which Steve is it? Like the Steve that we just hung out with a couple weeks ago? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's birthday, Steve. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What I donate to Rescue Rangers? Is that what it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're shipping Dale's <laughs> Rescue Rangers. We're out there. We're solving crimes. Looking like, uh, what was the, they look like, I forget the characters. Indiana Jones and uh, Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. Yeah. They sure did look like that. We, we cosplay as that. We, we solve problems. We're like the A-team, but we dress up as chipmunks that are knockoff <laughs> characters of other characters. So it's very confusing, but it's also very uh, It's awesome. Um, yeah. He, they uh, making a live action version of that. Are Are they really? Yeah. Chip, Chip and Dell Rescue Raiders. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it looks, it looks really bad. <laughs> That's sad. One of them, one of them's 3D animated, and the other one's still like cartoon animated. And I guess like one gets an upgrade, and like it's, I don't know, it just, it's, I'm not, I don't know where they're going with this. Hey, all, I, all I know is when we saw the stills uh, from the Powerpuff Girls, they canceled that shit right away. Like they, they put out them stills, and everybody started clowning. And they were like, "Nope, this ain't gonna work." Oh, hopefully that didn't oh, happen. Because oh, one, one of them it left. That's why. Canceled. Yeah, one of them left, but they didn't get canceled. They just they reshot. They ain't got no release date. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's only been there's only been one movie that has ever like reshot and actually made it better, and that was Sonic. So there's hope, mm-hmm. but it's real mm-hmm. fucking slim, y'all. It's real slim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so good luck. Uh, what's yep, going yep. on, Jason? In the uh, in the chat, Jason's in the chat now, so it's good to see him back. Good shit, good shit. We got a we got a squad up in there. Um, old Danger. Let's start with you. <laughs> let's start with you. Kind of alluded to it a little bit. What's up with mm. your boy? You got to claim your oh, boy again. Uh, Why is he wilding out? Don't you do No, this is your boy. You talk <laughs> about him more than anybody else that I know. 
You He's see, always in the news. <laughs> but you, before he was in the news, you were writing almost full-on articles about this fucking dude. Everybody else is going about their day. All of a sudden, Ezra this, Ezra this, Ezra ain't shit. He's not my Flash. And you start putting out hashtags and shit. And like everyone's like, why is this dude going off anyway? We're like, I don't know. I think he was reading the Flash comics. Dude, anyway. I, try, I tried to tell everybody Ezra, Ezra ain't shit. And see, now, see? Innocent, now innocent people are being hurt in Hawaii. <laughs> Maybe he's really the reverse Flash. Maybe that's the thing. That's oh, the thing. Shit. oh, so his real name is Eobor. He's going, he's okay. going meta on this show. He's, uh, he's, he's trying to mess up uh, Ezra's real life. <laughs> so if you don't know, even though we talked about it last week, we're going to sound like a broken record, as we usually do. But Ezra got arrested again. In Hawaii, literally yesterday, uh, apparently he, the details at first were not released, but apparently he went to uh, someone else's house or like some kind of party and like the Kool-Aid man was busting through. Apparently he grabbed some girl by the hair and punched her in the face. Uh, he did some other bullshit I, I wasn't quite clear on because it didn't make sense to me. Threw a stool oh. at someone. Yeah, was that there? So I thought he, th- I thought he, it was he knocked over stuff randomly. I don't know if he, I didn't hear that he threw something at yeah. someone. Here, but... here say he threw, he threw, he said he threw a chair to struck a twenty six year old woman on her forehead, like, <laughs> and it gave her a, a half an inch cut, but she did mm. not go to, ref- or she refused treat- treatment. I want, I yeah. want you to, kn- I want you to know really clearly, if pretty much anybody did this, other than Ezra, uh, and even Ezra's getting rightly so some uh some heat for it they'd be called this incredible thugged out you know uh domestic terrorist almost because of these repeated incidents he ezra is a piece of shit and he's attacked it seems like innocent women in hawaii for no fucking apparent reason at all there well, doesn't seem like there's any justification for this whatsoever he's attacked a couple and women and uh, there's the video from what 2020. Oh, there's a couple and women and a couple of women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a video from 2020 where he like choke slams a girl. I remember that. So uh, yeah, but, I mean, Blue's got to ask though. <laughs> was she 200 pounds? With yeah, a right. I mean, have a bat. Have a bat. I mean, no, he, he didn't have no bat. He had a chair. So we have, well, we have, have a chair. We have more documented evidence of him being a uh abuser oh, wait, 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 wait. of, of women hold, hold on they of they being uh, yeah fine no actually no fuck that i'm not even using them fuck fuck his pronouns um we have more documented evidence of ezra abusing women than we do of chris brown damn that's true though fuck truth yeah <laughs> come on now i mean and, but i mean Chris Brown, Chris Brown did it, though, he piece of shit, but, you know. He admitted to it. Yeah. E- Ez- Ezra's a show-enough piece of shit, and we seem to just kind of collectively say it. Incident after it was a week ago, two weeks ago, that we were talking about Ezra doing the a same A week ago, literally, literally last week. Same time, <laughs> last week. Get this motherfucker off the island. Hey, I told you. I told you on my solution. Either send him to Texas or Florida. My vote is Florida because these are like these are grade A Florida man stories right here. Grade A Florida man stories. <laughs> so then you can make fun of Florida. Guy goes. Guy. 
Guy goes to karaoke, ends up in a swinger party, gets mad that he's not a guinea, and throws a chair. Hits people in the face. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It sounds like somebody, and, some coked up dude doing some Florida man shit right there. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and real real talk on, on this too. Like, <laughs> some people get all up, upset, you know, write pronouns for Ezra and whatnot. At this point, because of Ezra's own vi- repeated history of violence, I don't give a fuck anymore. We can't be more concerned with his fucking stupid ass pronouns than we can his actual victims and there are people being hurt by him fuck all the other noise um all that i can i said it earlier i'm gonna say it again prodigy you need to talk to your boy you need to go get him tell him to start acting right i guess he ain't he's probably not he's probably gonna punch you in the face if you told him this but i'm, I'm just saying <laughs> throw a chair at you yeah or whatever and the other thing is, let's also uh, destroy this whole narrative of, oh, we need to get out the violins and Ezra needs help. No, Ezra needs to be in fucking jail. Ezra's mm-hmm. a danger to society. He needs to have some sort of consequences because... Of course. Uh, I mean, look, the guy got out of jail for a week and he's already back in jail, you know, for throwing, you know, for being a menace to society, basically. And it's like, just imagine if he was some black dude even in Hawaii, he still would have been like fucking, or even a local. Like, just imagine being like a local Hawaiian. Like, you can't be fucking out there, like, doing all that kind of sorts of violence towards people. It's like, come on, I don't know why the fuck they let him out of jail that quickly. Now he's back in jail. So, I don't know. They need to figure Wait. out. The, they need to figure out a solution for him, and it's not letting him back into society right away. So, I'm actually really surprised because here on uh, the New York Times, it says his bail was only five hundred dollars. It's like this dude's what got. The fuck? Thousands of dollars, and you only set a bill for five hundred. Like, what fuck's going to get out? Well, it depends on yeah. if, they tra- if they press charges and how much it was misdemeanor or. I mean, if Stitch was on here, can break it down. But if it was a felony or a misdemeanor, there's like you know minimums and shit like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah but, he, he didn't kill well, nobody, but yeah, still, though. he still attacked people yeah. at a private event. Like it was yeah. probably a black. Like I said, when you go to a swinger party. And somebody says no, it's bad form to get mad. You just move on to the next couple. Remember when we had that video and it was egregious as fuck, or uh, where the football player Ray Rice was oh yeah, uh beating the shit out of his then girlfriend in the elevator and it was like mm. awful but on repeat, and everybody was like, This is a monster of a human being. Again, more documented incidents of Ezra <laughs> doing violence yeah. against women quite, than even Ray Rice. This is quite strange. My daughter's in there. I, uh, in I the knew chat. it. I yeah. knew you were going to say something because it's a little weird, but... She asked the question. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to yeah. it in a minute, though. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, though, what really sucks is that this is going to have a big fucking impact on the Flash Flashpoint movie that's coming out. It, I, it's mean, gonna, I mean, I mean, those studios are already pushing it back, and I, I just want to see fucking Michael Keaton as Batman again. Well, I, 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 you it. know what? This is perfect for Flashpoint because you can Flashpoint his ass right the fuck out of the time. So, right, yeah, right, right out of the time right. line. So, super easy. Right his ass out. Yeah. God damn! I mean, they, they a Snyder cut came out of nowhere, so I'm not sure why we can have a a Snyder Flashpoint cut version. Of, <laughs> we can have an Ezra cut where he's Edward cut the fuck out of them, all the movies. Actually, <laughs> is directing the Flash. I mean, you can easily get it. Grant Gustin is already primed up. He knows the character. Y'all won't have to look far to recast. You won't have to do a whole bunch of shit. Just bring him up. Very but you know easily. what? If I was Grant, though, I'd be like, look here. Y'all have had me play The Flash, Barry Allen, for nine fucking years. You made this choice of Ezra, which was a shitty choice, obviously. Not, don't ask me to come fix it now. I'm fucking I mean, done. He, he has that right. He does. But, I mean, 
It is what it is. I mean, that that could potentially put his future in the TV show in jeopardy, but that opens him up to a bigger paycheck if he goes to the, you know, theatrical I think releases. The, the Flash is wrapping up soon. I think this might be the final season, so... Yeah. Uh, has... um, I don't think so. I Maybe. Know, I it, was... it might be less... Uh, it, I feel like the Flash is kind of running on his last leg right now. Kind of. Well, maybe. It's been it's on for a minute. The show. Still good, but like, how many times can Flash fight against another speedster? <laughs> well, I mean, he he's been fighting against more aliens recently. I, I haven't caught up, but the the crossover beginning of this season was like a time traveling alien. So I think that they, worked out. Yeah. If they wrapped around Flashpoint into the with the uh, the show and the movie, that'd be a perfect way to revitalize, you know, both. So and oh, they yeah. could easily do and, it. And they've they've pretty much have done it already. It just hasn't, yeah. it wasn't like, it didn't completely reverberate because they went their separate ways, but they could totally do it again. Yeah. Yep. The other thing, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I think all of us, I'm, I'm hoping all of us have been to Hawaii. Man, oh, when nice. you're in Hawaii, you're chill as fuck usually, man. It's fucking paradise and shit. Usually you got a fucking Mai Tai, you drink in, you're on the beach and shit. This motherfucker starts wilding out like People it's fucking, you. you know, hell or, you know. He's just—he can't control himself, and yeah. um, I, I don't give a fuck about him getting any help or whatever the fuck it is. Um, he's a menace. Keep his ass away from society, <laughs> you know. And and then the other thing I'll say is properly label him as an, as an abusive piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like this is a thugged out, violent person. Yeah. Label it as label him as such, you know, because literally next week we may have a the same kind of story going on. Like how many times? You know, fuck it. I want to see a hero take him out. That's what I want to see. I want you know you know what I want to see. We need Grant Gustafson just fly out to Hawaii. Just be on just be on duty. All right, mm-hmm. just just follow mm-hmm. Ezra around. Just slap the fuck out of him when he when he gets out of line. Just saying, <laughs> do the right thing, Flash. There can only be one. Just saying. <laughs> Fucking Highlander Flash shit. God damn. Great. All right. Blue, I know you're not uh you're not feeling hundred percent. We appreciate you yeah. always being on here, goddammit. But uh I heard you finally saw Vengeance. Right? Yeah, man. Oh, you saw Bobby Sparkles? <laughs> so yeah, the, the Batman dropped on HBO Max on Monday. Sunday night? Saturday? Was it Sunday night or Monday? It dropped on Monday. And uh, yeah, man, I, I've been waiting for it because I knew it was going to come out to HBO Max and I didn't want to risk going to the theaters and like everybody been saying it was really good. So I was like, ah, let me check it out for myself. And I have to say that movie was pretty goddamn good. Like, holy mm-hmm. shit, I was really fucking surprised. But the one thing that really got me was the fucking the soundtrack, like the, the background music and the ambiance of the whole entire movie and Gotham itself. Like, man, like they they fucking nailed it. I was like, damn, this is this is fucking cool. But what's really great about the movie, like the the one thing I was like, damn, this is this is the Batman movie I've been looking for, was that we mainly saw Batman. We didn't get that much of Bruce Wayne or any of that. We saw the Batman and the Batman suit majority of that movie, and he was doing, like, cool detective shit and solving crime and punching people. It wasn't about, like, gadgets and, like, this and that. Like, I it was I thought it was really, really good. And as sad as to say, uh, yeah, Chris, Chris Patterson, he actually did a really good job as Batman. Barbie Sparkles. He pulled a, a Keith Ledger and gave a really good performance for, for Bruce Wayne and Batman. And I I, I don't want to spoil it too much because I know some, some people still want to watch it, but um, 
Yeah, just I don't I we talk about this with like the Spider-Man movies, how like they're always killing Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben's always fucking dying. And in this, like they didn't rub they didn't show the the his parents dying. It was just referenced. Like they didn't show the parents being killed. They just said like, yeah, his his parents died had died. Uh, you know, some some other tragedy happened and like this is very similar to what happened to the Waynes and then we get a little bit of backstory of, of uh Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne, which I I was like, wow, it's actually pretty fucking cool. But like, I don't know, this the whole lineup and setup was really good and like the story with Catwoman, like um what's her name? Um Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz's daughter is Zoe Kravitz. Dude, I think she probably did the best performance of Catwoman, like better than um Anne Hathaway or um, she, what's name? Did a pretty good job. Uh, what's her name? Michelle uh, Pfeiffer. I was gonna say that, that'd Pfeiffer. be a hard one to yeah. beat. <laughs> yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer was really good. But this is like this makes me think of um, the Slumlord, like not prostitute, but like like the down and like not the rich uh, Selena Kyle, like the way that they have mm-hmm. in like the um, like the animated series. It's more like the grew up in the streets Selena Kyle, and she's just roughing it here and there, and she's kind of just doing her own thing, but uh. Yeah, this well, this movie was really good, and like it was the acting and all the people they have, like the cast was perfect. Like, damn, they did a really good job. Um, the one problem I did have the movie, the one, the biggest problem I had in this entire movie was uh, Will, uh, not Will Ferrell, um, Colin. the guy who played the penguin, Colin Farrell. Because every time he, like, I knew it was Colin Farrell playing playing the penguin but he looked like that other guy like i was like why did they just cast that other dude like he that guy he was basically him it was it just took it that just kept taking me away from it the but guy, the guy that wait, voice bing bong what other guy huh? the, the guy, guy that voice bing bong i was what's the guy's name i thought i mentioned this last time on a podcast um i have to look his name up again but he was in um oh god i can't think of a movie uh was it one of years? No, he wasn't one of years. I, I showed it last week. I have to look it up again. But, Wait, the uh, dad from Wonder Years, the one that looks like Fred no, no, Flintstone? not the dad. No, no, no. The, uh, let me let me look it up real quick so I can share it. What? Um, right. uh, I think uh, you saw Ra- Richard King because the that the guy. Is it Richard King? Um, Sounds kind of goofy though. Yes, Richard King. Yeah, he's the, he's the voice of Bing Bong from Inside Out. <laughs> yeah. Go. yeah. So yeah, he looks like he looks dead on Richard King, and it's like why didn't they should just cast that dude? Because I mean, because he was in um he was in Gotham, he played oh, wow. the mayor in Gotham too. So I mean, kind of uh, okay, I know what you're talking about yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, overall, overall, man, this movie was really good. I I don't want to say it's my my favorite Batman movie, but it's it's up there. I really I really enjoyed this one too. Um, we're trying to get dance around spoilers here, and I get that, but um. One of the only misses that I felt was I didn't feel this uh, Alfred at all, though. The the connection with this Alfred just didn't quite hit for me. Um, probably Michael Caine is my favorite, you know, from the Nolan trilogy. Uh, and then the only other thing, even though I love Zoe Kravitz, I think she actually did body uh, Michelle Pfeiffer a little bit, even though I like Michelle as a close second. She felt like on screen she was maybe four feet seven inches tall. And yeah, she's a and, small and, person. Uh, yeah, but she felt even or she looked even smaller. So some of the things that she was doing, um, I was just like, whoa, you're really, 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 really tiny. Um, but 
other than that, and every now and again, I was like, eh. Well, it's probably because you have the preference of, same with me, of like the, the semi, well, the pretty yoked Catwoman from the comics, where she's like pretty, pretty tall and like very yoked and physically capable. Yeah. I mean, she, this, you're right. Um, and even in some of the cartoons and whatnot, I've seen a very athletic um, Catwoman. She, it's called for it in certain scenes. But physically, no fault to Zoe Kravitz at all, but physically there were things that were completely impossible that kind of took me out of it without giving too much away. But I thought her acting was incredible. Um, I thought this guy embodied that whole vengeance thing and uh, Blue hit the nail on the head. This is a true detective story and you can't forget about Riddler being reinvented I love this fucking Riddler, and I didn't give a shit oh. about that character prior. Yeah, I guess that would, I'm, yeah, I'm looking up the height of Robert, Robert Pattinson and um, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, I guess it would look weird on screen because he's six one and she's like five two. Yeah, so that's and like almost a it. foot. Hold on, yeah. hold on. Yeah, I don't even believe she's really five two. I think that's what they. <laughs> I think with high oh, yeah. heels on. She yeah, might... she's in she's in heels or boots almost the entire oh, movie. So. Then I read somewhere else she's five one. So yeah, it keeps. Yeah, you're probably right. Might yeah, be, uh, she's, which she's is fine. Small person, you know, she's small. What well, the one thing that tripped me out was uh, the guy playing uh, Carmel Falcone. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, yeah, like that was, I was, I was actually really surprised with his. That, mm-hmm. I mean, because I uh, first every time I see that guy, uh, it's Johnny Torturo. I think John Torturo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the guy from like uh, from the Transformer movies, and that's all I could think of him. But it's that like goofy, like. Spy wannabe guy type of deal, but dude, you don't yeah, remember him from Do the Right. Too. You don't. You don't remember him as one of the brothers. Do the Right from Do, Thing. Do yeah. the right thing? Nah, it's been too long. I have to go back he's, and watch it. He's again. in Do the Right Things. He's in a, a lot of the uh, far like Cohen Brothers stuff. Yeah, he does yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff. Oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah, there's <laughs> that. And, uh, um, what was it? <laughs> he's in the uh, shit. Uh, the Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was pretty awesome. But yeah, I was surprised that he was in it because he was he was pretty cold blooded in this shit. Um, the I have a question for the two of you because I've seen it as well. Do you feel as if this is the closest to an already Batman we're gonna get? Well, I'll let Blue go first. I don't think so, just because I mean Batman doesn't really kill, so there's not he, gonna be he doesn't, but his villains do. But yeah. I mean, we got. I mean, we saw Frankie and uh, the Joker push a head, a pencil through somebody's head in the Nolan one. So I don't know. I think uh, I don't no, think there's I'm no not blood sure Batman needs an R rating. Yeah. So here's my take, though. Um, I feel like this was almost an R. I think there was a, a couple of scenes that got a little bit cut out. I'm thinking of one specifically with the Riddler, where the camera focus yeah, probably goes, yeah yeah probably <laughs> mm-hmm. takes it from a an R to a PG-13. However, the uh, Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition was an R, and then mm. Zack Snyder Justice League one oh, was an R. an R as well. And so um, I feel like we've gotten, with the absence of a, a whole like horror show amount of blood, we've gotten R-rated Batman kind of roundabout. A couple uh, of times. Yeah, I was going to say because those are those are ensemble films with the Zack Snyder stuff. This is solo Batman with his Rose Gallery, with them doing some pretty like graphic novel type shit where they push the boundaries. I feel like with literally two edits, two edits where they blow it out 
it would be an R-rated film. Agreed. Easily. Agreed. Another- and the other thing is, real quick, um, this one, you could tell they're, they're doing the opposite. They're not trying to sell fucking toys and shit, like, directly. This is something where if you take your five or six-year-old, uh, it not only is it long, but it's dark, and there's going to be times when they may want to fucking close their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> good because uh, hashtag fuck them kids. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hence why I was but, saying this is pretty close to R-rated film because like it's it skates the line pretty close a few times. Yep. So I love a, a lot of the Easter eggs they actually had in this. Like there's like even, there's a scene with uh, when he drives the Batmobile for the first time or the fucking Bat Muscle. <laughs> that was not a fucking Batmobile. That was a fucking beast. But uh, if you listen to the soundtrack. It starts to play the Batman animated series music, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Wait, hold up! I, I actually, mm-hmm. This is this is what's so great about watching it at home. I was able to rewind it. So if I was out in the theater, <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh shit, what was that? Okay, that sounds like a Batman movie, but no, not, maybe not." I thought they rewound it, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's it, like it's it's sampled from it, but it's not like the complete intro to the mm-hmm. Batman animated series. Like it's like the the ting and tang are there." Yeah. But, like, if you know that series, you're like, hold up, that's the Batman animated series. But, like, there's other little things that's really cool. So, and you then can there's actually, like, uh, I was going to say, you can actually hear numerous. There's actually the, uh, the Burton theme is in mm-hmm. there, too, just a little bit. Just like you mm-hmm. said, they tease you with it, then they pull it back and they give you, like, their own original thing. And there's a lot of Nirvana in yep. this. Oh, yeah. Well, one other quick thing too, like I once I saw Birds of Prey, I shit all over it because it was the worst depiction of Batman yes. I've ever fucking seen. Or, uh, not Batman. I'm all Gotham, Batman in it. Of Gotham. Yeah. Of Gotham. This was the polar opposite. This is the absolute best Gotham I've ever seen. Gotham is a goddamn character. It's a it's basically New York on nightmare mode. Or you know, Chicago. Or Chi Town. Or or Chi a, a little bit of Chicago, fine. But it's big American city, nightmare mode. You're afraid to go out in, in the dark uh, or on the subways or in the narrows or whatever. It feels alive. The city feels like it's dangerous as fuck. And you don't know what the fuck is going to happen in the shadows around the next corner. I love the way Reeves made the uh, the city feel alive. Yeah, uh, I, I did too. To that, the was, that was chat. Uh, B Boy Frost had said that the fact that oh, it re- it referenced at least five different Batman stories from comics mm-hmm. was dope to him. Mm-hmm. And then Clay said, "I like how Bruce Wayne put all of his job points into being Batman and Zero into being Bruce Wayne persona, which I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like the whole fact that he was Batman. You got a, time. You got a mid-max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he almost maxed out because, like, literally Bruce Wayne's in like maybe two scenes. Yeah. He's Batman almost the whole fucking time, and it was like." If he was Bruce Wayne in like some ancillary scene, like he's not talking, he's like changing, like literally changing outfits. <laughs> and here's the other thing too: you don't, you rarely see this. Batman fucks up multiple times. Yeah, he does, and yeah. and there's a reason because they pound it into your fucking face numerous times that it's his second year doing this. So you, a- he's not, he's not seasoned. He's not. And they want to make sure you going in before shit pops off that that he's been around for a short period of time. The streets know him, but they're not necessarily completely afraid because when they see him, like I said a few weeks ago, they're like, this is the guy we're supposed to be afraid of. It's like he built he's building on his legend. And when he does certain things, he fucks up. 
Other times, he completely owns it. So and, and Gotham PD is still getting used to him. Mm-hmm. Well, let's be honest, though. Even like a older Batman, a seasoned Batman, fucks up a lot, a lot too. People pretend that like Batman, even with prep time, like wins all the time. <laughs> blah blah. He does, but does he? Because how many times has he like not killed somebody? Or, you know, throw them in some shitty-ass jail they get out of and that they go off on some crazy killing spree. So let's, like, recognize that Batman, through his nonviolence, causes a lot of violence, you know, yeah. with other people instead of just, like, finishing the job. So And then he also creates more villains, too. So yes. that's kind of a thing as well. <laughs> Good movie but, all the way around. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the was that after credit scene. Where yes, we got to see the the Riddler talking to a, a cellmate. <laughs> and... that, that's a little too spoilery. No, nah, he just talked to a cellmate. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> he, the, the, the cellmate kind of does give him a, his catchphrase, which I think was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. He does. Yeah. yeah. I caught that. But so, yeah. right uh, on. Yeah, I, 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 I really enjoyed it. it yeah. It's just overall. I, I wouldn't say for rating, I'm going to give it. I would get a nine point five. Not perfect ten because whenever he, whenever he would walk at Batman, he always walked slow, and like that's when like you can hear his footsteps, and that was like kind of cheesy for me. Really, for me, I was yeah. telling. For me, those slow footsteps was telling the street thugs that something's coming. <laughs> now that you see me, this ass whooping's coming, and they're just like, "Are we supposed to be afraid of it? Are you?" And they kind of smirk or kind of like giggle, then they get their asses handed to them. So I, I think that was some pretty good direction by Reeves, in my opinion. There you go. Good shit. All right. All right. So we have, uh, there was a question that got asked in like the very beginning of the podcast. And it's something I don't think is on the list. I didn't see it at least. I would just skim through the list. No, but the uh, Amber Heard uh, Johnny Depp thing. Jesus. Have you all paid attention to that, to that uh, defamation? Mm, a little, a little bit. bit. All. Set, it, set it up, Cronus. Holy Jesus! I'm just saying. We've been talking about this probably for like for years, years about how Amber Heard's a piece of shit. Okay, because of what she did to uh, Johnny Depp's career and how he likely didn't do very much wrong, if anything at all, in their relationship. And now everything's kind of like all their dirty laundry is getting aired to the public uh, in this defamation trial. And man, it is looking. T- Terrible for her. Terrible so be- for her. Be- before you go on, I I don't know if Prodigy knows this, but she did one. She did what you've been waiting for. She shat on his carpet. Shut the fuck she up. shat on his bed. What are you she talking sh- about? In his bed. Well, I mean, was she wearing? She shat knees? in his bed. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I mean she's terrible. She's terrible. Yeah. She's terrible. She's Awful probably person. naked, but but she shat. She basically shat. I, I mean. Your bed, carpet, whatever. But she still shat. Just, to, just. To... Yeah, and there's like there's, I don't know if she do it at him, but there's recordings. There's you know first night testimonies from like, um, bodyguards and stuff. And it's just like, like the recordings are pretty pretty damning of like her basically trying to justify, you know, her throwing things at him and him trying to get away and like. I guess he like lost part of his finger because he she threw like a glass yeah. at him or something like that, and it's just like she severed part of it. I've yeah. have you seen the picture where his yeah. part of his finger is like severed? Oh my god! Yeah, holy shit! It's terrible looking. And and so you know this this chick, who pretty much destroyed his career, she's still getting work. 
You know, like even mm-hmm. when she made all, all these allegations against him, she was still getting roles for Aquaman and other roles. And she suffered no repercussions until now. And even now, she probably, I don't know if she'll have any repercussions at all. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty messed up that she got to go out there and just like put him on blast. And there's recordings of like everything that she did. Like saying, oh, well, I was on Ambien. You know, I don't remember it, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bruh, bruh. Not not only was she in Aquaman, that and that movie made a billion dollars. She was in uh, Zack Snyder Justice League. She's in Aquaman too. That's finished filming. She's in the scene. Yeah, yeah. So she's a bona fide comic book <laughs> star. You know, basically, she's not the like the main star, but she's like the co co lead. Um, and then the other thing I want to really quickly say. Don't forget, there were millions of people. Everybody's a little quiet now, but there were millions of people that believed her bullshit and automatically assumed that Johnny Depp was a piece of shit, an abuser, and all this other stuff simply because she was a woman and making those allegations. Remember, this was during the height of Me Too that this was going on, and everybody was just like, well, he must be an abuser like Weinstein or whatever. No. Johnny Depp didn't didn't do none of that shit. And he's had a whole bunch of Hollywood uh, celebrity uh, relationships and marriages and all that other stuff. But we've never heard any type of drama in terms of abusiveness from Johnny Depp. And people owe him an apology. Justice for Johnny. I oh, I don't know if you... I don't know which station... I think this is on Apple TV, but she's on the... Oh, Paramount Plus, The Stand. Stephen King's The Stand, Amber Heard's in that. She's in at least seven episodes. Yeah. So, and that's a pretty high-profile series. So, dude, dude, she should feel all the repercussions. And you know, I, I don't have any sympathy for her. She belongs in jail. Either abusers are pieces of shit that we are against, or, or not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's the fact be- that the public won't get behind this as much as they would. If it was Johnny or, or someone else, then people are full of shit. Yeah, of course. You should have been known that. But mm-hmm. I think it sucks because, like, Fantastic Beast, uh, the whole Dumbledore, I, I don't know the full tag, but Johnny Depp was supposed to be in that, and he yeah. lost the role because yeah. of this whole scandal. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Mads Mickelson. He's a great actor. But Johnny Depp, he was the he's in two of those films. The third one he's not in because of this situation, even though he got paid, he still got fired. Did, so. did does Mads like play his character? Yeah, Mads plays his character. He took over. Yes. He kind of he kind of begrudgingly did it. I guess him and him and Johnny talked because he kind of didn't want to do it without his blessing, but he took it on anyway. He wanted to do you know the best he could in his honor, but still he lost out in that role. Disney still paid him. They still paid Johnny Depp. No, no, even though he got fired. Hold on, uh, I thought Harry Potter's under Warner, right? Was it Warner? I thought oh, it was Warner. Disney. It's definitely, yeah, it's not it Disney. Warner. Okay, <coughs> well he, well Johnny Depp got paid regardless, but he he got fired from the film, so they yeah. paid and they paid his full salary. He didn't get a percentage. He got the Good. full thing. Well, that's not his, that's not his full salary then. <laughs> he didn't get a percentage. I mean, honestly, like if you get a percentage of a movie. That could eclipse your your fucking salary. No, 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 like, no, no. like a percent. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. He didn't get a percentage of what he would have made, not the percentage oh. from 
box office growth. So but got, like, I don't think he got the percentages of the box office growth though, which no, 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 which no. is no. normal. For, yeah, which is normal for if you lead a role in a movie, like if you're the actual like one of the oh, yeah, stars. Yeah. And if you're a yeah. producer, I don't know if he has producing credits, but you know. Yeah, yeah, dude. Poor guy, man. Poor guy. Fuck. So we'll but, we'll see. And, and the other thing, it it doesn't. I haven't heard any real buzz about uh, the Dumbledore one at all. It doesn't seem like people give a shit. It, well, it kind of flopped. That's what I, I yeah. heard. So mm-hmm. it, it didn't get very good reviews. But I mean, the last, what, two or three have been pretty good. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, I think there's pushback because um, Dumbledore, they finally come out that Dumbledore is gay. But everybody knew that shit anyway. So they should like. Was Dumbledore the, the old wizard, the Gandalf yeah. looking dude? Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't know, Curtis. There was pushback. Y'all remember The Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. And there was huge pushback about Ellie being gay. And apparently, even though people say they love the series, it was very, very, very apparent that she was gay if you played the DLC from the first game. Yes. And people freaked out in Part 2, saying that basically that she shouldn't be gay, she was never gay, when did this happen, and they were just review-bombing talking all shit, a bunch of shit about Neil Druckmann that he couldn't write and all this stuff. But then Last of Us Part Two wins Game of the Year. Neil Druckmann wins, like, I don't know, like a shit ton of awards. So sometimes people don't pay attention when it comes to stuff like, you know, Dumbledore being gay or whatnot. So Maybe not. Yeah. It, it's, it's hilarious to me when, like, these incel dudes come out against, like, these female gay you know, characters as if like they're not jacking off to like lesbian porn. Like, <laughs> right? Like, you're not fooling anybody here. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Uh, <laughs> uh, the on. same thing with the, well, not the same thing, but a similar situation with uh, Hunger Games, the character Rue uh, being black and all these racist kids came that. out, were talking so much trash and the author of the book posted the passage of the book in Hunger Games that clearly states that this this little girl is like of dark skin, of like dark brown skin. And so like all these kids were still freaking out. Like some people were saying they're crying when they saw the film. They didn't believe that she be she was black. I was like, are you kidding me? I, I'll tell you what messed me up. Like honestly, what messed me up the most from like, you know, a reading a book and then watching a movie was Cho Chang in uh, Harry Potter only because she had like a super thick Irish accent and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, that accent is, uh, that's pretty thick. All right. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I mean, I mean re- well, remember this too. Look, Jason Momoa used his star power and became Aquaman and that shit fucking worked. He's got yeah. a sequel coming out and everything, but none of us would look at the comic version of Aquaman and, and think Jason Momoa first. You know, nope. Um, so you know, same with Nick Fury, <laughs> you know what I mean? But mm. I mean, some it, sometimes it works, sometimes it, it, it doesn't, and sometimes people get over emotional over a gender change or a race change or whatever the fuck. Well, but they'll just they're all they'll, fictional characters, they'll lay the, the woke blanket on it. You go woke, oh, uh, yes, if you go woke, you go, go woke. broke. It's just like the stupid yep. thing. It's like they say not, that not all really. the time, all the time, yeah, and it's just. No, like it doesn't doesn't really happen. What they're trying to do is just capture a larger audience, um, which mm-hmm. is fine, you know, because there's more than just there's more than white people that exist. 
<laughs> on the planet is actually why people are kind of like they're not the majority on the planet. So mm-hmm. in America, they're temporarily the majority, but it's like that's that's going away really soon. So yeah, it makes sense that they're trying to show you know different you know genders and ethnic groups like in these movies because it's like once you have you know white people in general as a minority like you got you got you got to need to bring in like these other ethnic groups to like have them see people like them to come watch your movies you know so it, it, and if you're getting mad if you're a white person you're listening to this and you're getting mad that there's more black and, and brown and you know other you know genders as characters just think about those same ethnic groups seeing just white people all the time yep. and now you're just getting you're getting a slight percentage increase on you know the landscape of America, if not the world, and you're getting mad, but you never even consider that throughout other you know minorities' entire lives that to deal with like seeing only white people, like the vast mm-hmm. majority of white people, as like stars. So suck it up and enjoy <laughs> it like the rest of us have. I mean, we had to, we didn't have to. This is the thing: is like when we grew up, we didn't, it wasn't that we were dealing with it. We just we enjoyed it. Like they were good actors. Just you know, it, as long as they act well and the stories are well, well written, just admit it. If they're shit, then it's shit. But don't sit there and say just because like the the character is black or gay or whatever that it sucks. You know, it should yep. be like me just blanket saying that oh it's a white guy playing this, so it has to suck because he's white. It's just it, that's ridiculous as well. So just as long as it's real wit, real written, just give give it a fucking chance. The my biggest example, and I've used this a million times. Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite. Uh, franchises of all time that was a super white uh franchise um and i still like peter jackson and it worked really really well on just a human fucking level you know what i mean and almost everybody who was a real geek or fantasy nerd or whatever uh appreciated and loved that shit you know so just appreciate the story for what the fuck it is like chrono said and then the other thing is you know, from what was it? The ni- late nineteen sixties, we had Star Trek that was having diversity on air. Oh, and, and multicultural, and it's yeah. still motherfuckers that swear that there are Star Trek fans are getting mad over Star Trek Discovery and Picard. And what was the other one that I'm watching? There's another Star Trek show. That's oh, Lower out. Decks. Yeah, but they're all just saying, "Oh, they're going woke now, motherfucker." <laughs> Star Trek likely invented woke if you consider yeah, woke like even a thing. Much. Like you're not a Star Trek fan if you think that these new shows are woke. Like you're so fucking stupid that you don't even realize it. You you were never a Star Trek fan. You never watched it from the inception of Star Trek. You haven't. Yeah. Deep Space Nine, Enterprise. I mean, come on now. Yeah. You know? it's so it's so dumb. You just you yeah. it's just blatant well, and, like blatant. to me it's it's racism that people don't even realize that they have. Yeah. And, and yeah. sexism. It's just like, dude, just admit it that that it's there, and just like rectify it. Don't don't try to deny it. Just just fucking rectify. It. You can fix it. You got time. Even uh, you know Billy D and uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Man, I mean, you can't tell me that Billy D didn't bring it. He fucking brought it. And mm. everybody loves Princess Leia from all you know the original trilogy. Like, come on, it, it's it's just silly. It really is fucking silly, and it's it's disturbing how triggered people get <laughs> over some shit. And, and it's, here's it's the other thing too. Usually it's, young people. Yeah, so weird. Here's the other thing too. You don't have nobody has a gun to your head. You don't have to like every new show or movie that comes out. Wow. If something it doesn't interest you for whatever stupid ass reason, don't watch it. But you really don't have to complain about anything. 
especially on fictional TV shows or movies. Well, especially like when you don't like consume it. So like, you know, I've complained about, you know, certain characters um, on the show like multiple times, but I, I have very specific issues with it. Like when I talked about uh, Captain, uh, not Captain America, is it Mrs. America? America oh, uh, America Chavez. Yeah. I have very specific issues with her as like a character because she used to be a fucking badass in the Ultimates. And then all of a sudden she went to being some college kid, like doing some stupid shit. And like she had like a, she had a girlfriend in the, in the beginning of the comic and then like broke up. They, they introduced the girlfriend in the beginning of the comic and halfway through the comic, they broke up. I was like, okay, cool, she's gay, but now she's broken up. It's like, why did you even write this story in here? Like, you try to get me invested in this shit, and they break you up within, like, a couple of pages. So I was just like, this is terribly written. And yeah, nothing, it, it wasn't against, I wasn't against, like, the character being gay, but it's like, they're going to be gay, and you're going to have, like, a relationship. Can you, like, have the, the reader invested in it? Like, a, a, like, a little bit? And, like, make the character, like, not one-dimensional? There, she was literally fighting... Uh, I think it was literally white privilege or the patriarchy. It was like one one or the other, and I was just like, you can't make it that fucking obvious. Like, how, how do you, how do you punch how do you punch that? <laughs> like, <it's> yeah, like, <laughs> it was just it was just terrible. Like, oh. yeah. yeah, and like yeah. so so now, speaking of this woke bullshit, since I guess we're on this topic now, um, <laughs> we'll go into uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. So oh, here we go. The trailer dropped. And I'm watching the trailer. It's a pretty good trailer, actually. I, I liked it. You know, I'm, I'm liking the, the direction they're going with it. Um, and at the end, uh, Jane Foster is shown as, you know, as Thor. And I was like, I can guarantee you incels are going to come out up in arms with Jane Foster. Sure enough, incels came out up in arms over Jane Foster. Talking about how, oh, she's a terrible character. Oh, she's not going to knock off a Thor. Oh, it's a terrible comic. Oh, it's a terrible comic run. For, you didn't read the fucking comics. I can already tell because it wasn't a terrible comic run and it didn't have bad numbers. So the comic book was actually really unique with the Thor character um, because she had like some unique Thor issues with becoming Thor. That actually it was a, the comic book came out for a while so I'll just fucking spoil it for you. Jane Foster has cancer, okay? And so she, she ends up becoming Thor and when she becomes Thor, she becomes like the actual, you know, goddess, you know, Thor, but then when she comes when she goes back to being a human, she ends up back to the state to when she first picked up the hammer. But in between those times, she's trying not to die from fucking cancer. So she's going through chemotherapy so she doesn't die. But then something will happen in you know in the universe and she's got to pick up the hammer again and she's got to go save the, the you know the universe and she comes back to like dying again. And she's trying to get fixed by you know both um, like earthly means and magical means. But every time she picks up the hammer. She gets set back to zero with cancer. So I thought that was like a really cool take on on Thor because there was like consequences to like actually picking up the fucking hammer. But these incels don't want to like really recognize that, that it was cool. And also she's she's not in really she's sort of Thor now, but she's really Valkyrie. So mm. she has like a totally cool like new weapon thing now. Um, that she can use, but you know they just see Lady Thor. At the same time, they don't complain about they don't complain about Beta Ray Bill or the other hundreds of other fucking Thors that are out there, you know. But they just happen to be dudes. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this: I did read that comic. I've been really vocal. It just wasn't for me. And I'm I'll start with the fact that I'm not a big Odinson Thor fan. Yeah, like not. It, it's just I'm not a, I'm not the biggest Thor guy in in the world. Uh, I didn't completely shit on it. It wasn't the worst comic run I've ever read or anything close to that. It was okay. 
Um, I did have a, a bit of a problem, again, with the whole naming thing, you know, in terms of Odin's son Thor no longer being known as Thor. It just irked me from a nomenclature standpoint. But putting all of that aside, trailer looks okay um, in terms of Love and Thunder. We'll see what we'll see what it is. Um, I will say this, and I've been really clear on this, so I'm repeating what I said back in 2018, 2019. To me, the very best fucking Thor, and I think to a lot of people, was Ragnarok. That did not have Jane Foster, Natalie Portman in it at all. I didn't really miss her. Like I thought that Ragnarok was vastly superior to the first two Thor movies. And so I was like, eh, okay, she, she's back. But it wasn't something I was clamoring for. I thought that Thor Ragnarok proved that just him on his own, it was pretty badass. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I just hope that it, it can progress or at least expand the MCU. Because there are definitely like other things that the MCU can do. And they you, you can't just keep with the same core characters with you know the original MCU. Like you, you have to expand because you know some of them are retired. Yeah, and I don't see Thor retiring anytime soon. I, I see um, there could be a really cool storyline with um, you know Jane Foster as Thor, but I don't think they're going to go the comic book route. I think that this um, Jane Foster Thor is probably like a an MCU only thing um, because in the comics, like Thor becomes unworthy, and that clearly is not happening in the MCU. So Annie loses an arm. There's like a whole thing, and they're not doing that in this one. So. Yeah. Oh, uh, one one other quick. I'm sorry. Hold on, one sec. Uh, I do love Thor, Odin's son, with um with the Guardians. I thought that mm-hmm. fucking rocked yeah. in Infinity War. That was some of my favorite shit with him and Rocket and Peter and all of that. So to see that again had me the most hype because I was like, oh, Peter Quill is just going to be a fucking asshole to, to Thor. And whatnot. So I, I like that aspect of things. I, I, I'm curious about that. And I'd love to even see Thor in Guardians 3. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty much everything. Well, except for what kind of Prodigy said. Um, I, I don't see an issue with uh, Jane coming back. I mean, we kind of got her back in um, Endgame. But now she's back with the with a reconstructed Mjolnir, because when you see it, there's cracks in the hammer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see if she has cancer. I mean, we, they may wove it in, maybe not. Um, it looks like they kind of are um, leaving out, like, more... I feel like there's more characters in this movie. And people have been pointing out, like, look, there's the- certain shots where yeah. it looks like there's people missing. They're missing so gore. We- that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> so we might see him. Um, we might see. Um, we might see Adam Warlock, maybe. I, I know he's going to be in Guardians three, but we may see him in this and him transfer over. We had like, we didn't see Gamora, so um, we might get a whole storyline where the search for Gamora is involved with this. I mean, it says love and thunder, so Peter Quill's, you know, the love of his life is Gamora, and then. Um, Thor and Jane so or that's another so this could be two parallel storylines going along where they two have to help each other so wait you never know wait a minute will my will that sexy ass cat Denning be back if she if she's back I, they're gonna get my uh my money she's probably I mean she was in um WandaVision so I, w- I do remember maybe 
So we'll see if she, she comes back. I mean, I feel like there's a bunch more um, characters that are kind of missing to flesh out the rest of this. Um, this is a summer film, so this might be really huge. Uh, I expect a probably bigger um, trailer Memorial Day weekend. We'll probably see something huge around then. Even so, around Doctor Strange. Uh... Oh, that uh, no, I think we'll see the treat, the, just a teaser with mm. Doctor Strange because that's only in two weeks. You give it a really? month, you get, yeah, it's like two weeks. You give it a month, come Memorial Day weekend, we'll probably see a huge, like, more action-packed and more story-driven um, Thor trailer. But this one's piqued my interest. I mean, I planned on seeing it anyway. I know a lot of people were pissed about, Jane, uh, you know, Jane being Thor. And I'm like, they're like, well, this is too early. This is a 2014 storyline. I'm like, so what? There's been a bunch of stuff that was relatively new that's been yeah, translated I mean, to the MCU. Doctor Strange has America Chavez. Yeah, and she's relatively character. new. And she's um, well, she's not. So. She's not really new, but yeah. Well, it relatively like you know she's not like a 30, 40 year old. Yeah, I thought she, um, I thought she was within a decade or so, right? I, I yeah, might have been longer than that. I, I could be wrong, but yeah, if. Same with Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel's relative. She's she's at least ten to fifteen, yeah. which, in terms of the original MCU, uh, I guess characters, tw- twenty eleven. So just over t- just over ten years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so relatively, relatively new. Yeah. Compared and same with Kamala Khan. Miss Marvel. She's relatively new. She's at least she's more than ten years. I think she's like twelve or thirteen, roughly. Mm-hmm. So she's relatively new. We're gonna see Ironheart in uh, Wakanda Forever. She's getting her own Disney Plus series. So these are relatively new characters that are, you know, going to be in the MCU. So I don't yeah, the, see a real big issue. The the only issue I would have in terms of, and we'll see. I mean, we we don't even have a trailer for Wakanda Forever, but um, it would have been nice to see a little bit of actual Robert Downey Jr. doing cameos, some type of torch passing or something, because. From what I've read, I mean that's a huge influence over her over Reed. Oh, yeah. so, I mean the same with Miss Marvel. I mean, yeah. I, we're going to see Carol Danvers in the series. We might, but, but I, mean, I doubt it. But I mean, in terms of if Robert Downey Jr. truly is, who knows if it's true or not? If he's truly done, then that would be a little weird in terms of her her being so inspired by Tony. And if you don't see Tony, it, like doing. Anything, so, but who knows? We'll who, see. Who knows yeah. how they'll write it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a little secret thing they've kept on the low, and he shows up when she was really young, and she got to meet him before he died. And, you know, and like that would be a real big like gotcha kind of moment in the film, mm-hmm. I think. But we we don't know. We haven't seen anything. We know they just barely, uh, you know, stop filming. Everyone they stop harassing Ryan Coogler. Uh, <laughs> he's he's I'm pretty sure he's back in the Bay or whatever. Trying to take so. out his own money. Yeah, so I mean they're in post production now, so we'll see. When does that She Hulk drop? I thought that was this year too. It's sometime this year, but I I didn't see a release date. Um, I've seen a trailer. There's there's a trailer earlier this year, but mm. um, was there? I think it's I yeah. It. There, yeah. There's you didn't see the trailer. It's weird because they show Hulk and it, he does he looks incomplete, and they mm-hmm. show her do breaking the fourth wall talking to the camera, talking about you don't want to see me angry and uh, shit like that. So, okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it, it's really quick. It's like a, it's like maybe 45 second trailer. but So like a teaser almost? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a teaser because it, it looked unfinished, but they showed it 
uh, I think I want to say Super Bowl or around the Super Bowl. Okay. So good shit, good shit. But yeah, as far as uh, Love and Thunder, I, I plan on seeing it. So, which one are you? Are you more hyped for that one than you are Doctor Strange, or about equal? Uh, I'm probably I'm more hyped for Doctor Strange than than Love and Thunder. Because mm, okay. Doctor because Doctor Strange could give us anything at this moment. We already know it looks like they teased Professor X in the film. Um, we could see all kinds of alternatives. Um, there's already rumors that uh, Tom Cruise as Iron Man might show up in it. So all kinds of shit could be in this film. So I'm excited to see whatever kind of surprises they're going to throw at us in that film. Good shit. Let's take a break on some uh, some serious and really good news. Uh, Kronos, the floor is yours on Rescue... I don't want to mess it up. Rescue... <laughs> Rescue Residents. Residents, that's it. Go yeah, on. so for anybody that has donated to Rescue Residents, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, Steve, it's your birthday. You are like one of our largest uh, donations, so thank you very much. And um, we definitely appreciate that. There's a couple of updates with that. Um, I think last week I already talked about how the... You know, the ambulance is, is good to go. We have to get it over to an actual diesel, mecha- diesel mechanic to make sure that everything mecha- mechanically is fine, um, which hopefully it should be. Hopefully it's not another gigantic bill, but y- you never know um, with this ambulance. So we will see. But the major news is that we officially have our 501c3 status. So if you donated to us, you would, you would definitely be able to use that um, to write off on your taxes. So... Right. Um, if you go to rescueresidents.org and look at the very bottom, it has the EIN number for our organization and that you can use that and put in like your actual, how much you donated to us and our EIN and you'll be good to go. And I think we're actually talking about making like actual certificates to like mail out to everybody that donated. So you will know how much you donated and the actual EIN number and everything will be in there. So it'll be all official. So, um, writing it off on your taxes is definitely, uh, a benefit uh, towards donations, which is cool. Um, a couple of other things. What else is going on with Rescue Residents right now? Oh, um, not me, but definitely more uh, Papa Bear and uh, Enrique. They have been very active on TikTok recently. I was trying to get on the TikTok thing uh, recently. I was going to start doing it on the day that I got super fucking sick. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I gave some suggestions for, for some ideas for a TikTok you know, thing, but I got sick and I'm still not a hundred percent yet, but I think I could probably start picking it up, like doing some short videos. Um, hopefully recently we've been doing one, uh, every day for the past, I think more than a week now, it might've been closing on two weeks now. Nice. So, so yeah, we're, we're definitely making progress and we know we're trying to get more and more official. If you go on, uh, on GuideStar, which is like a, a business thing to see how like legit nonprofits are, we're on there. We're silver rank right now because we're, pretty trans we're actually very transparent <laughs> so we're trying to get to i think they have a platinum status we're trying to get to that status as far yeah. as how transparent we are um, papa bear is putting out uh, videos and blogs every week to show exactly where the money's going because we don't want to be one of those um shitty ass nonprofits where you give us money and you have no idea where the money goes and also another big update was that there was a patreon that went into our highest tier, which is the Mature Phoenix tier, which is $500 a month. Hell yeah. I was like, whoa. So, yeah, that was definitely a, a big surprise. That's that's going to help us out um, for flying to 
uh, Ohio to pick up the ambulance and drive back, and also with whatever maintenance needs to be done for the engine and mechanicals on the ambulance. So all your donations that you give to us, it doesn't matter if it's like a dollar to whatever, um, it makes a bit a difference. And we're transparent enough to like show you exactly where the money's going. So it's, it's not going towards bullshit. Uh, it, it's going towards actually helping someone. The, the, this first vehicle is, is going to be the demo vehicle. But after that, all the other donations are going towards um, helping somebody out directly. And the reason why the first like round of donations are going towards a demo, demo vehicle is because we need to work some of the kinks out and show like what we can do to like make an RV out of an ambulance. So we're gonna. Great. Our plan is to take this uh, former ambulance new RV to like car shows. You know, hopefully SEMA stuff like that, and like sh- and also um, places that do uh, homeless outreach programs and like show like this is what we're trying to do for veterans that are experiencing homelessness, and we're trying to you know build something like this for them um, to help them out of the situation. So. Yeah, it's it's been pretty great so far, and we're just constantly making strides um, towards getting everything up and running. Worthy cause. I'm glad people are noticing. I'm glad people are donating. One more time, the place where they can do that donation. If you go to rescueresidents.org, O-R-G, um, it has all the donation things in there. I think at, at the top right-hand corner, it says, like, take action or something like that, and it gives you, like, yeah, PayPal and a bunch of other, like, links in there it, that you can do also patreons on there as well if you want to just you know donate every month and there's there's a i think there's six tiers on there right now um and it gives you access to like discord and a bunch of other things and we're active on discord so the other day um somebody was asking about what was the question they asked they were concerned about you know if we are giving these rvs to you know veterans that don't have a job and um we give it to them like what what happens when um, to register the vehicle and other, you know, costs that occur for the vehicle. And uh, just to answer the question in public, there are a thing called a VASH uh, housing voucher, and it's for the VA, I think it's subsidized housing. So if you happen to be a veteran experiencing experiencing homelessness, you get a VASH housing voucher. And what we're, our plan is to use that VASH housing uh, voucher um, directly from the VA They'll give that voucher to us, and then we'll use that voucher to supplement any of those maintenance costs for um, the person that's getting the RV. So if they need gasoline, if they need insurance, if they need you know registration, all that stuff, it'll be covered for for a while up until they get like a new job in a new location or just a job in general until they get on their feet. Because we don't want to like saddle them with a bunch of you know, fees and stuff by getting a vehicle. So I don't know if y'all knew this, but if you win a vehicle, you usually have to pay for registration and like all this other crap. And so we don't want to like make somebody broke by getting something that was essentially like not really free, but it's something that is of no cost really up front to them. So we're trying to avoid that. And we have plans around that. So we're, we're trying to make a very comprehensive uh, path forward for those veterans that are experiencing homelessness to make sure that we're not going to immediately saddle them with debt um, while they're trying to improve their lives. So that's that's the goal. Dude, that's fucking awesome, man. That's one of the greatest things ever. Proud of you. Donate, please. Man, that's awesome. And take I, we want to see more pictures, too. 
Yeah, we, I mean, we definitely have a bunch of like pictures and videos. Right, it's not a whole lot right now because um, Matt from pre-recorded live. He actually has uh, the vehicle, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's at his dad's uh, uh, farm, and he has a picture of like uh, him holding up a sign, like saying we have like two thousand dollars to go to get it back to uh, to California. And he's been like helping us out immensely with first of all um, coordinating picking up the the ambulance, um, getting it over to uh, the first round of maintenances. He picked it up. Uh, recently, um, and he's going to help us get it over to uh, diesel mechanics. So he's been, and he's been calling a bunch of diesel mechanics to, because uh, I guess the first one fell through, and he's been like working with us to like get a solid diesel mechanic to like look at this this vehicle. And he actually found one that's perfect. So he's a veteran, and he works on diesel uh, vehicles, and he works on doing RV conversions. So that's like the trifecta for us, where it's like this: this is basically all we need. Um, yep. so this, this should work out, uh, immensely for organizations. So we're, we're running full speed ahead. Oh yeah, man. Good shit. Good shit. All right. Uh, old ninja jump back on in here. Where do you want to take us? Um, was there something that was, oh no, I guess it was on here. All right. Well, uh, you know, well, you know what everybody, a bunch of stuff. yeah, you what? know what everybody wants to talk about. What mm. is this? I blame you, old ninja. What is going on in Dick Fight Island? What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, why would you blame me for this? I don't even know what this is. Is this some anime that you're watching? I, I've never seen such anime. I don't. Know I, I posted that actually. It was it's it's a manga apparently, <laughs> and I was scrolling through Twitter one day, like as I was working, I was like looked and I was like trending is Dick is Dick Fight Island. I was like, damn, that sounds like the. Uh, what was that anime with the girls and the the bikinis and shit that were fighting on the oh, uh, uh, on the water? Kijo. Ki- yeah, Kijo. Kijo. They're like butt and titty fighting. Yeah, seems like that. But I was like, I do not want to know more. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was trending on Twitter. I was like, damn. So uh, Kate from uh, but why the whole podcast? She's a huge. Uh, she's over in Texas and whatnot. She's a huge. Um, yeah, Yahweh, Yahweh, yeah. <laughs> fan girl. Well, Yahweh's a god, and, isn't it? Wait, yeah. which or a demon? Yahweh, Yahweh. How do you which? How do you pronounce it? I know it can't be Yahweh. If it's Yahweh, that's that's a weird coincidence. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's it's yeah, it's Yah something. Anyway, um, the weave, what? my weave credentials are gone. But um, she was posting some shit about the fact that she read and loved it like before it was cool and popular on Twitter, and I was like. What the fuck are you do- are you reading? But I guess apparently it is a real legit thing. It's a huge manga and it's dude on dude anime action. I it's, guess this yeah. is so I'm I'm looking at this on Twitter and it's like what these guys are wearing some kind of they're wearing armor, but it's like kind of scantly armor and they're they have dick armor. So dick armor is like a weapon. Some of these have swords <laughs> in, but they have the some one dude has his chest exposed, and they're all curved up. And one dude has like a snake. What is this? <laughs> it's like a snake, snake fucking dick armor. And there's a chick, so she has dick armor, but it's like a whip. Oh. So she has this like this huge like dong looking oh, thing, but it's whip. Hold on. Pronouncing it? Oh, that's not a chip. Yowie. Yowie is how to pronounce it. Yowie. Okay. Okay. I had to go. I had to figure that shit out. 
Look it up. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry. You you got the snake dick. Yeah, the snake heard... dick, the whip dick. So this looks like a female, but it's it's a male. And and this character Tar Tarring. What I'm, I'm he... sorry. So this is Fuda approved. So <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to fucking. I don't know what this is. <laughs> I, I do, I'm still processing what I'm looking at. <laughs> So this dude, this guy, these are like character po posters. This dude's doing the uh, Iago, uh, how do you pronounce it? Diago face, where you're sticking out the tongue and and fucking oh, drooling on your. Yeah, this dude has his face, but he has like a dick whip. <laughs> it's like armor with the whip on his dick. <laughs> and this per another person posted the actual picture of the anime. Wait, there's or, an anime, the, anime? the manga. The manga. Oh. There's a picture of the manga. It looks like gay anime, but it's hard to tell because it looks like they fight with these dick armor things. I, I don't know what's going on here. Dick oh, fight. Pump Bear said, "Now watch me whip. Now watch me nay nay." <laughs> Damn, this is wild. Dude, I, I don't know. What are they this at least is. on an island though? If they, 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 I, mean, I don't. Most of what I'm looking at on Twitter, just just like just looking at the hashtag. They're showing the the actual anime. It looks. It doesn't even look like an anime. It looks like a book. Like a. It's a, it's a manga. Goddamn, old ninja. It doesn't look <laughs> like old. it from this. If you saw this image, this does not look anything like a manga. This looks like some fucking. Like, maybe they're romance. maybe they're about to do an anime based on the manga. I don't know. And don't like, know there's a trailer or a teaser for the the manga. Oh, they sell this at a <laughs> at Barnes and Noble. In the Shut long, the fuck up! Really? There, there's a picture of LGBTQIA plus manga, and Dickfight Island is at the very top of this show. Yeah, they, they know what's <laughs> up. They need to get the numbers up. Yep. <laughs> Dude, I want you to know um, the Barnes and Nobles over here in Chula. They have rows and rows of nothing but manga. Like it's so fucking popular. Like. Yeah, they have maybe one row for dedicated for comics or really trade paperbacks, and then everything else is manga, and those aisles are packed. <laughs> like it, it's some serious shit. Like, well, it's like know. the it's like the comic shop here in uh, you know the Dro. They, uh, I remember when I first started going there, like the, the manga section was like it was pretty small, but now it's like it's pretty big. You know, like it's like they had to like it's probably at least grown sixfold. Yeah. Since you know, I've uh, I've gone to their shop and it's just like wow, and it's obviously it's selling. So, and good for them and good for uh, you know all those manga artists and uh, and writers. Absolutely. Well, and here's the other really cool thing. You know, not that it's like a tit for tat thing, but you can read the manga and then watch the anime. You know what I mean? A little bit later, like it's pretty much the same story, same characters, and following very you know almost page-for-page page arcs so it's really easy to follow whereas with a lot of marvel dc stuff you got uh, new birth and all new all different and you know new 52 and it, it's a little bit more challenging to watch without a guide or someone helping you like for, straight from the beginning yeah i mean i'll be honest like uh well the mcu has been good it'd have been way better if they just stuck to some of the comic material yeah. like if, if secret wars alone like the lead up to secret wars and like all that shit that could have lasted ten years easily. Yep. And it's it. I honestly, I think it's it's a way better storyline than anything that the MCU's put out so far. 
Yeah. Well, and here's my other thing, though. The thing that got me into comics, as I've said a million times, it was actually Batman the Animated Series and the X-Men cartoon. Yeah. Like, the cartoons are badass. And sometimes, some of them X-Men cartoons followed pretty much verbatim from some of those comic runs in the late 80s, early 90s and shit. So I want way more comic-accurate cartoon, like, series. I think that that'd be fun to see uh, and to experiment with. Uh, and then, just like we, how we always loved uh, Spider-Verse uh, from a few years ago, way more animated comic movies, too. You know? So... I'm, I'm sorry. I got, I got to read this. This is, uh, this is a description of Dick Fight Island. And this is at a bookstore. This is, they did this at the Barnes & Noble that is kind of closest to me, where they have someone that works there recommend something so they write their own like um description of what it is and this is one of the handwritten description it's just dick fight island the absolute peak of storytelling <laughs> it, it is a spellbinding tale of warriors battling for supremacy with their girthy sabers the art is beautiful enough to leave a man screaming in ecstasy leave you would dick fight again <laughs> That's the description. I mean, long, long fucking live horny weaves. You know what I mean? Like, just this. I don't care what you're into. Horny weaves have won. You, you know? I mean, I, mean, I, I guess. But, horny but horny weaves can... are on a whole different level than, like, lonely incels. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Lonely incels are assholes. Yeah. Horny weaves are, they're okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, Horny Reeves. I guess they don't know how to do multiplayer. Apparently, that's what uh, Elden Ring has got. This dude, let me solo her coming out helping Weebs fight in a Souls game. I, I mean, that's not the horny though. No, it's not horny, but I mean, they're probably watching it at the same time. It's probably why they can't do multiplayer because they're watching fucking horny fucking hentai shit on one screen. On the other screen, they're playing Elden Ring and be like, "Well, how do I beat this thing?" Wait, hold on, nipple. Okay, I'm back in the game. It's like, what the fuck? No, I mean, I'm glad you brought it up. Like that. Here's the thing that I loved about that whole storyline, and it kind of blew up this past week. You got somebody who's just helping people beat certain bosses or beat this really, really hard boss. And he's becoming all legendary and so famous. In fact, the FromSoft was like, we're going to make you basically a helpful NPC in the actual game. Like, your likeness. That doesn't happen with anything else. Like, I've never seen that or heard of that before ever. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, that's that's rare. But, I mean, come on. It To me... It just shows that these people are not helping each other in the in the Elden Ring community. So they have this one player, one player that knows how to co-op and is like, hey, I'm going to help you, you know, beat this hard boss. And they're like, well, this is kind of a Souls clone. This is most, you know, I should be able to do the solo like the older Bloodborne and Souls game. And like, well, do you want help or not? And like, yeah, I guess. And so he helps him beat the boss and then he moves on. But it's like, there are other games that I brought up Monster Hunter World where people are constantly helping each other out. People are constantly offering help and me, offering people to jump in games. But like, and, and, and Elden Ring is a four player game. Yeah, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me back up a little bit though before like someone playing it actually. Uh... Uh, throws their fucking uh, headset or whatever, throws, throws their earbuds. Every time you beat a boss, like 
it automatically kicks you out, uh, kicks the people who have joined your game out of co-op anyway. So, like, let's just start with that. Okay, and second, so you beat the boss, but you still reap the rewards, correct? Yeah, yeah, you get some okay. you know, some runes okay. in this game or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But the, but the cool thing is um, that he's got a unique look. He helps you on one of the hardest it, bosses, and there's plenty. There's millions of other people that help <laughs> help out and, and and do this kind of thing. But he's got a unique look, and he literally tries to solo, uh, Mikella, Mikella, or whatever her name is. So but, his unique look. He's in underwear with a pot in his head. Yeah, which, that's it. With two, so, with two katanas that do the blood loss. I mean, so that that's cool. I actually I praise his character for helping out these people. That can't like be a, admittedly a difficult game, but to me it just shows that their their online community is trash. Like if it seems like they're not really helping each other, based on these articles with this person, that's really good. No. To me, it's just like I feel like people are aren't reaching out maybe as much. No, maybe I don't know. I don't play the game, but based yeah, so on the me, articles that I'm reading about me, this character, let me clarify. This person, let me, let me clarify. Let me clarify. There's uh, bonfires and there's summon stations. Almost every time I put my uh, furled finger or whatever down to do the, uh, uh, the the co-op or helper co-op or whatever, or have someone join my game to co-op, I see a bunch of signs everywhere. And the map is huge. Um, so it's definitely not true that he's one of the few. Like, there's plenty of people helping. So then he's just why, one, he's just why one is this person most. elevated to where he's a conjured? Because he's he's really focused on one really really hard boss, and he's got a unique look, and he's so OP, and and has dedicated himself to beating that character so many times that it's just become a, a legendary story. And his YouTube or Twitch or whatever uh, has just blown the fuck up. So it was a feel good fun story, but it, do, don't get it twisted. There's plenty of people helping. I help. Uh, B boy Frost, who's I think in the chat right now, he he's helped me. Or he, he might have left. He might have went to go play. He just said the exact reason why he hasn't started New Game Plus on Elden Ring is so he can help people. Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. And I'm helping. I'm helping some people from work. I mean, there's plenty of people helping. Yeah, so, this yeah, guy's so just famous. This just feels like weebs don't know how to communicate to each other because they're afraid of social contact. And this dude is like ultra ultra weeb. He's like, "Hey, we can be friends online. Let me help you with my naked with my nakedness." Yeah, but you don't have so, to know anybody to to help people. You could literally just put your sign down right by a boss and just be like, "I will help whoever summons me first. And he's just like, "I'm gonna solo this boss, and you can help or not, but I'm gonna solo pretty much." And that's kind of cool. Yeah. So his his is he a PC player? Uh, that I believe so. I believe he is a PC player. I'm not yeah, sure on that. His tag is let me solo her. Master Race. Or yeah. His, his... <laughs> yeah. But what I was going to say too, though, the, to me, the coolest thing isn't even the whole co-oping and helping. Again, there is like all of these spirit summons or whatever that you can get, and they're based on a lot of bosses or enemy types, and they can help you. Like you summon them as like ghost spirits that'll basically be like an NPC, but a helpful one. They have one now, I think after the latest patch, there's just a carbon copy of this guy. So you can have your own Let Me Solo Her helping you on a whole bunch of different bosses or earlier game bosses and whatnot. You don't ever fucking see that. I played the shit out of Monster Hunter. You didn't have nothing like that in there. No, you didn't because one, Capcom would never do that kind of shit ever. Mm -hmm. 
And two, I mean, it's the same thing. Once you beat the monster, the game, the your match ends. So, yeah. but I, I think it's just funny that it, to me, it just feels like they're the Elden Ring community is having communication issues with each other because they're afraid to use their <laughs> mic or something. And this guy is out there like, I'm going to fucking help you people with you, this. You I'm are, you how to make friends online. You're <laughs> not wrong on that in terms of just like Monster Hunter where you would see like some people with just the Japanese text or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, oh, I'm not going to be able to communicate with this person, but they're probably going to be good as shit. There are many times when people join no fucking mic and whatnot and help. Don't say a fucking word. Do a fucking bow or like, uh, 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 like, um, what's that shit where they, uh, the emote? <laughs> yeah, they emote, they do the squat down. Um, what, God, what's the shit from Halo? Teabag? Teabagging. Oh, okay. Teabagging dance or whatever. And then they just help you beat bosses or whatever. Um, but you're right. Plenty of people don't have fucking mics at all. That, that does slightly irk me because you know me. I'm like, dude, if you're going to get on co op, I need to be able to Yeah, you it. should have a fucking mic. Yeah, but fucking weaves. <laughs> Dick Fight Island. So uh I say definitely congratulations to the um to the player. I hope they gave him something cool or paid him or something. Well, he, I don't know. He's getting paid off that YouTube and Twitch money. True, but, but I I'm I hope from, got him blowing up. I mean I hope FromSoft maybe offered him a job or something. I, I don't know. I hope they did something That's for going him. That's going a bit far. I mean you could <laughs> add, you can add him to the QA. So you never know. Who knows? You know, a little, little testing job, doing it remote. But congratulations to Let Me Solo Her. You're famous. Yeah. You're, you know, you got famous for not for being a good player by helping the community and not being a fucking troll. So that's great. I actually hope other people take this guy's example and try to help other people in communities because there's a lot of people that need help. Tell you me. don't need to. You don't need to be on there and berate them. Be on there and help them. So and there's there an. E- equal amount of people who will just invade your game and wreck you. <laughs> so. uh-huh. All bad. So, good shit. Alright, where else are we going, guys? Uh... Oh. Oh. I, I mean, I know where we can go, but it would it would definitely probably end the podcast once we're done. <laughs> what happened? Uh, so, for weeks now, actually months, uh, we talked, actually, Cronus talked about this earlier, we haven't really touched on it in months. We keep talking about it at the end of the show. We got time now. It's time to talk about fucking Star Trek. There's two Star Trek shows that have been running kind of simultaneously. There's one on now that's probably going to end in the, in May. A, no, a new Star Trek show starts on the 5th of May. We got Cronus, we, ha- we have to put this out there. Um, Star Trek Discovery just ended early... Early April, end of March. Yeah, I need uh, to start. I don't think the discovery. I, I don't think I'm caught. I'm, I might be one behind. Maybe. Yeah, I think you're pretty close. You're like one yeah, or two towards I'm the pretty end. Pretty close. But yeah, what but, can you talk about? What you've seen so far? I mean, oh, I gotta. If think. you remember, yeah, I try to go back and remember, like what was on. So wait, uh, did they did they go to a different galaxy yet? Y- well, sort of. They were like in between, like this weird like place. Uh, with, like, the, the, with like the new species. Actually, no. I think it did, it did finish. With that new, I forget the the name of the species, but basically they were mining um, an element from their universe, and it was like destroying oh, okay. planets and shit like that. And mm-hmm. they finally got to communicate with them, and they were just mm-hmm. like, "Oh, my bad." <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to fix it. Yeah, it's like, "Sorry, we just destroyed your planet and all that shit." So, uh, how can we pay reparations? Yeah, 
<laughs> That's literally what happened. They're like, oh shit, this makes us sad. Our bad. Yeah. We'll fix it right now. <laughs> uh, I thought uh, it was it was interesting because there was like I don't know. It's interesting in like these times, like where you have a species that sees like they made a mistake that even though it wasn't on purpose, that was still like, oh shit, like we did that, but uh, how can we fix it? And it's just like I, I bet you, like Americans, are just like you can't do that, you can't do it, because it wasn't on purpose. I'm so mad. I want all my shit. Fuck everybody else. It's just like, but yeah, they were just like once they realized that they did something that was wrong, they were just like, oh, um, yeah, let's uh, let's fix that. We'll go like mine shit somewhere else. We're not gonna kill like billions of sentient people. Billions of sentient people. It'd be like if we realized that, you know, that ants were sentient. <laughs> I'm you know, just thinking that yeah, I'm like we're this just close to the ants. Yeah, we're just like you know indiscriminately fucking chemically bombing them all the time mm-hmm. and just like stamping them out and shit like that and just like you know as we're mining shit we're just like killing millions of them. We don't give a fuck. But what if the like they had like societies that we can understand and they can and they can communicate with us and that's what like this other race realized our entity realized is that. They were oh, mining. It was a, it was a race because you yeah. see more than one of them. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying so, to like think of like, would it be a race? Yeah, but yeah, I guess it would be a race. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much. So I can't. T- you pretty much described the end of the series, but there's kind of there's a one lot more there. there. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, there's a lot that got them there, but um, because there's a, like a huge guest star that Prodigy kind of spoiled. Yeah. But I, I watched it, so I I I I'm glad it wasn't spoiled for me. My bad. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't spoil for K-Mac because I know she's a fan of this person, so I didn't spoil it for her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, So I was like, oh, okay. Just realizing, because you and I, we have met, we've met Sonequa Martin-Green. Yeah. And she's kind of, I mean, she was in heels, but she's kind of a tall person. And then the guest that they show, she towers over her. I'm like, God dang. She must be really tall because Sonequa was probably like maybe five nine, six foot. Maybe oh, six she's one. definitely not six foot. She seemed like average height with heels, man. I'm talking. Well, I'm talking about in heels. Well, she's yeah. taller than me. You think so? Um, yeah, no, I know so because I-, I talked to her during the um, screening of the boys, and oh. she stood up next to me. She's taller. Than- well, I mean, but like I said, she's wearing heels. <laughs> so yeah, because she's she's five five. Oh uh, yeah, she. Well, I mean, she did have big heels, but still. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it was it was good to see the guest star. So I mean, it's still kind of fresh. I know some of you are probably catching up, but it was good to see. Um, it was an interesting season because it felt like the ideology of the '60s trick was there. Like, let's boldly go and figure out. And then they got this cosmic mystery, and it it, it felt kind of like the whole. Excuse me, kind of similar to the um, motion picture type story. But it had a um, original series feel where let's reach out to this alien race and try to communicate with them and get them to stop. While the other half of the galaxy is like, no, they rage. They this is an act of war. We need to destroy them. But it's like, dude, if they have this kind of technology, there's no way we can win. They're like, well, we need to find something. So they brought it down to. I felt like a classic trek with new new age um, special effects. So I felt like that in a way that was kind of refreshing to me. Yeah. Did they use dick swords? Sorry. There was no dick swords. Uh, no, there's no dick swords. There's no dick whips. But there was some. 
there was some cool fucking there was some cool gadgets and stuff. There were. I, I like the way that the the aliens communicated with the humans. I thought that was that was pretty neat. It was like it was really unique to the way that we would normally communicate. So. Oh yeah. So I have to say that was. I felt like it was kind of a rip off from um, Arrival. Even though I did not like that movie, I felt like this series did it better. But it it was. They looked like the aliens from Arrival. They communicated almost identically, like in the Arrival. The only difference was. They were in their own like gaseous um, environment where they survived. And this one is reversed. They provided an environment where the humans and humanoids could survive. So, well, in Arrival, if I remember correctly, it was visual only. It wasn't the other thing. Well, they made like the they made similar sounds with the weird like um, baritone like hornish kind of sound. Yeah, but the way they were communicating had nothing to do with sound. No, they did have the weird pictures. They're like oil, or the dirt picture things that they were doing. It was like lights in their f- sort of face. Is no, no, no. In Arrival, not oh, okay. Not, yeah. Um, Star Trek, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was definitely interesting. I like the fact that they had to discover a new way to communicate. And that was that was kind of cool. Yeah. So I... moving on to, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say let's move on to uh to Picard because oh, goddamn. Yeah. Listen, if you're a real Star Trek fan, especially Star Trek uh, uh, The Next Generation, you're going to bust a nut over this fucking show. Like, for <laughs> real. Like, there's they bring back pretty much fucking everybody. Pretty much fucking everybody. And they're still... I think I'm, like, one... I may, maybe one behind. But, yeah, they're bringing back folks from, like, all kinds of places. And they, and they even allude to people that are from other Star Trek shows, so... I've been definitely really enjoying this one, especially with like the whole like Borg Queen like new storyline and seeing Picard and like all these other people that are like surrounding him. It's it's been like such a really good storyline and like they and they fucking try time travel or like universe travel or whatever. I mean, those are always popular in, in Star Trek. You can't have a Star Trek show without time travel. Even Disco- Discovery has like both. They have universal or dimensional travel and time travel. So Picard, of course, they have time travel. And this is probably one of the more popular. I mean, season two. And we got Q. I mean, Q for yeah. me, he's like one of my favorite villains because he's such a pompous dick. But he always has like that silver lining lesson to learn message in this yeah Yeah. and oh i have to say young guinan is pretty fucking bad in this fucking series like god dang she's thick in all the right places i'm like damn that's guinan i I mean you knew you kind of knew it was her when you see her i need to see her with eyebrows though just saying (laughs) i need i need to see her with with eyebrows what what type of thickness do i need to look up (laughs) yeah so guinan whoopi goldberg's character they go back in time to where she's in 21st um, 21st century America. She's in L.A., but she's like she looks like she's 24 or something. It, I and, mean, it's, uh, a, it's Wagon Wednesday, though. She got that ass up? Oh, yeah. She th- she got all kind of ass. She's got it all of, I was just like, damn. And so Picard is like, you know, she's basically his only link to the future because of the past. So he uses her once again for guidance. Even though she's younger and she doesn't really know him, but oh, it still works man. out pretty well. Um, the only thing that kind of bugs me—I don't know how far you are—because I mean, it it does involve Picard's like uh, 
leniency, I guess, or his legacy per se. Mm-hmm. But his brother's not talked about a whole lot. His brother died in generations, so he's not even talked about at all. Neither is his nephew. So Maybe. I'm hoping they kind of fix that soon. Maybe it'll come around. Sorry, I was looking up a uh, young Guinan. Young Guinan. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know the actress's name, but she thick as she, hell. She's got some. She got some muscles on her. I'm just saying. Yeah, she. Thick she got. She hell. got them. Uh, uh, Michelle Obama arms. Oh, I'm just it. saying. Uh, her name is Ito. I'm gonna fuck up her last name horribly. A guy Yiri. Mm. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> sure. Sure. I wish um, I could pronounce it correctly. I'm I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it, but I'm probably fucking up her name. Sure. Um, but yeah, uh, she's it's I don't know how much she's been acting for for how long, but she does a pretty good job of like picking up on uh Whoopi Goldberg's like mannerisms in the show and like looking sort of like her in the show. And I think it's uh it's pretty cool. And like what's really cool about this show is like showing like the way that they are integrating all these old characters um into like way back in the day. So like yeah. even like Data's character, like they're basically showing like the person who made like the ancestor of like the person who made Data of like showing him as like as it's basically it's the same actor, but he's like an mm-hmm. older guy. And it's like mm-hmm. it's really interesting. And like showing like the like his first like kind of foray foray into like illegal technology of like a character that was in Picard in like the last season. And so like, you know, yeah. all, all the other characters are like in the last season or in previous, you know, Star Trek shows that are in this series, but just as like different people. I thought that was like a really cool way to do that. And also show in like, um, apparently you can't time travel when you're Mexican descent either. So <laughs> at least yeah. not to now. Yeah, at least not to now. At least yeah. so you can't if you're near like a, a state that borders Mexico. Yeah. There you go. Um uh, the only another thing apparently D- uh data's human ancestors apparently they all study genetics every so every other gener- generation or whatever because if you ever seen Star Trek Enterprise data's uh Soon, ancestor was studying eugenics, so he's like one of the people that helped uh, Khan and his people with their genetic, um, uh, I guess their genetic enhancing and making the eugenic people and and perpetuating the eugenics war in uh, Star Trek history. So I thought it was kind of funny that another Soon um, uh, relative, like centuries before, is involved in genetics again. I think that it's like a family legacy or whatnot. So, but it's just as creepy as it was in Enterprise that they always are morally either morally ambiguous or virtually crossing moral lines to get what they want. Which I thought is like I guess that's like a family trait or something. Yeah, definitely crossing lines. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't they don't give a fuck. Yeah, well yeah, for sure. Um I don't know if you've already seen. There's already a a teaser trailer for season three of Picard. Wow, really? Yes, they showed it on on um, Paramount Plus's uh, YouTube page because everyone from Star Trek: The Next Generation, the main cast, is back for season three. Everyone's back, guaranteed. 
and they show like a little it's like a it's about 20 seconds but then they list everyone that's back and they show like a little conversation between Riker and Picard about what's about to go down I'm like oh shit I heard about that but I mean listen everybody if you're a Star Trek fan just take note like it's coming to an end soon with like shit like this because mm-hmm. the vast majority of that cast are they're fucking old as shit mm-hmm. so especially Picard you know you know Sir Patrick Stewart is not getting any younger He's up there in age. Mm-hmm. He's up there with, uh, uh, what's his name? Captain Kirk. I, Ian McKellen? Oh, yeah. oh. No, right. they don't be older than him. Shit. Yeah. William Shatner. Oh, I don't know. He, he looks better old. than William Shatner. Yeah, Shatner. <laughs> is it Shatner 90? He's up I don't know. But either, I mean, either way, these guys are like, they're, they're, they're up there in age. So just enjoy their time that they have left on like giving us these shows to enjoy. I'm like, I'm yeah. surprised that these guys are still acting. Yeah. So, but thank you because they they can still like re- you know relatively well. I'm I'm definitely enjoying the the content they're putting out. Yeah, I I believe I I don't know if it's 100, percent but Picard season three might be the final the series ending season, I, which I would guess, make sense. I mean, yeah, Patrick Stewart he's 81 years old. Oh, Shatner's so. older. Shatner's 91. Damn. Is it okay? Damn. I gotta get. I gotta catch up on these series, man. I need to borrow one of y'all's Paramount or whatever. No, you fucking oh. pay. How dare you? <laughs> I ain't paying shit. No, you pay. Yeah, you break your butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said before, there's a new Star Trek show May fifth. It is called Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Yep. It is with Pike. Um, yeah, Christopher Pike, and before Kirk takes over even though they casted a i guess he's commander kirk or lieutenant kirk on the show he the guy they got to play kirk he looks like a serial killer just I saying mean, he just <laughs> it's just kind of weird looking i have but... to say i'm not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say uh, it but y'all that know no yeah i can say <laughs> yeah yeah man mm-hmm. um but yeah I'm looking forward to Strange New World. I do like Rebecca Romaine Stamos as a number one. And they gave her a name this time. I think they gave her the name that was uh, in the original pilot. So it'll be interesting. The guy who wait, played Wait, Spock, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. You, you telling me I get to see Rebecca Romaine still? She's, well, you if you saw in the original Discovery. Yeah, if you were watching Discovery, she's on that show. She's y'all moving over to this. Y'all show. didn't sell me on it with, with telling me Rebecca. Rebecca. We, we, motherfucker, I tr- we tried to tell we, you because you said you saw the first you. episode and you were it, like, it, no, that ain't me. I we, said, watch the second Kronos episode. Cronus told you to watch the second episode. I told you to watch the second episode. I t- mm-hmm. One of us told you to watch them both at the same Watch the first one, then watch the second one. Then, if you don't like it after the second one, then stop watching. I even but told you, you do any Klingons had two dicks and you were like, no, that ain't me. <laughs> oh, and I'm we like, told you there's Klingon titties. There's yeah. Klingon titties. Like literally, like they have they have purple nipples. Yep. Yeah. Dudes <laughs> are getting raped by fucking Klingon chicks, and you were like, "No, nah, that's still yeah, like me. yeah, no, that's not me." But yeah, you'd rather see this fucking Dick Island shit. <laughs> Wait a minute. Mm. I didn't. I wasn't looking up Dick Island. <laughs> yeah, you was. Yeah, you was. I didn't see that history. Honestly, the, the oh. first season of Star Trek Disco- Star Trek Discovery was dank as fuck. It was day. Like having it reboots itself three times. Yeah, <laughs> it was so crazy. Like I was not prepared. Like, like the yeah. I, I said it like when you said you couldn't watch. You, you didn't like the first episode. 
I was like, they should have made the first episode the first two episodes. That would have mm-hmm. made the show like sink in because the first episode was okay. Uh, it was it was good, but then like the second episode was was so awesome. And they get into like this crazy fucking like basically like a he's almost like a not a pig not a pygmy what's the fucking albino he's almost like an albino um, Klingon of like mm. filling a prophecy and like his whole thing and like this one crazy chick like having like this human slave like constantly raping this dude and like fucking doing all kinds of crazy like mental implant implantation on this on this person and like. Seeing the real the real interworkings of the Klingon culture back then, plus two dicks. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. um, it was really a, a crazy way to start uh, a new Star Trek series. And they, plus they Klingon titties, yeah, and Klingon titties. Like they they were showing a lot of stuff in the first season. It's definitely kind of gone a, a little bit away from that, but it's also other like fucked up shit that's happened. Mm-hmm. Like you know, whole genocides that have happened. Oh. Uh, maybe even a couple of genocides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been. I, I mean, it had Michelle Yeoh. I was sold from there. I was just like, she's a badass. Yeah, she was so good. And I, so there's supposed to be another show with her, another Star Trek show, the Star Trek Section Thirty One. Yeah, and with her and the beginning of Section Thirty One with a character from um, from Discovery. I'm really, really, really waiting on this fucking thing. It it sounds amazing. I want this to come out. We got Strange New Worlds before it, which I, I'm on board because I want to see Pike as the captain before he goes. He loses his crazy before he goes becomes an invalid, really. So it's going to be interesting to see what he goes through. Um, they look like they're bringing in some cool shit. The guy who plays Spock, he's in season two of Discovery. He he proved himself, so we'll be able to see what goes on further in this new series. So I, I'm I'm on board. I want to see what they do. You got Vulcan Ninjas too. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, which is which they cross over generationally yeah. because they they cross over from Picard to Discovery. Yeah, they last like a thousand generations. So it's pretty awesome. Missing out, and then there's Lower Decks. Lower Decks is just like the boys, but animated, <laughs> or don't I guess diabolical before it was out. Yeah. <laughs> so Laura Dex is pretty funny. I, I really like that show. I didn't think it'd be as good as it as it is, but I thoroughly enjoyed Star Trek Laura Dex. You guys should too. Here you go. What season are they on on Laura Dex? Three season three. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess is later on this year. I think end of summer. I think August is the slated release. It could get pushed back. Um, but yeah, really quick. Jumping off of Star Trek, talking about getting stuff pushed back. Apparently, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse got pushed back to 2023. To summer 2023. All all good. Take your time. Get it right. You got a lot of expectations, a lot to live up for. I'm going to be really honest. This was my most anticipated comic book movie of the fucking year. Like, I was looking forward to this more than anything else. Yeah, so. um, me too. I mean, honestly, I said it before, it's it's better than most MCU movies. The first yeah. Into the Spider Verse. It had me questioning why the fuck we're still making live action comic movies because it was it was so fucking good. And anybody that watches the you know the first Into the Spider Verse, if you don't have the same thought, I mean, tell me why. Yeah, because I would like to know your your thoughts on that. But like seeing like all the the comic book references and like the you know the pals and like the even like the the lower frame rate and cell shading. It was like such a throwback to like comic books. 
and even some of the you know the actual comic book cells that that are sometimes in the movie, it was so well done. And uh, you know, looking forward to like the the new one. I'm okay with it being pushed back because we we still have we have content that is still like trickling through from COVID. Some of them are not good, like Morbius apparently, um, mm. but some of them that could be generally excellent. So just we have time for you know for movies and 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 games and all that stuff. Just just make it good because the the thing you don't want to fucking do. Is have a pushback and then have a shit, you know, piece of media like like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, perfect example, or yeah, Battlefield twenty forty two. Well, yeah. I think Cyberpunk is even worse though because that that game was fucking broken. Yeah, you know, uh, that's true. Um, More. the th- the thing I will say uh, is when it comes to Spider Verse or whatever, remember, a lot of people were not familiar unless you were a hardcore comic book fan with Miles. Yeah. And it was like this perfect introduction to this character before the video game, <laughs> you know. And then you had that double whammy of Spider-Verse being damn near fucking perfect. And then the Miles Morales standalone DLC, whatever you want to call it, was excellent as well. And now Miles is like this fucking household name. And to a lot of younger folks, that is their Spider-Man. Period. You know what I mean? More than Peter even, which is crazy to hear. But yeah, I- I'm okay with them delaying it. Uh, put your heart and soul into this, Sony. This is like your bread and fucking butter. And I think you can do almost fucking anything with this movie. I want it to be, our, I already want it to be a trilogy. I really do. Maybe yeah, even too. a four-parter. Yeah. Honestly, I, I want to mm. see like that. I want to see Miles, more Miles Morales. And I also want to see a, uh, a Spider-Gwen movie. I really do. Dude, here's the thing that's so so funny to me. People care way more just based on Spider-Verse about Spider-Gwen than they do (laughs) Spider-Woman, you know, and they've been trying to get Spider-Woman to be a thing since like the 70s or whatever. Um, Spider-Gwen. I totally forgot about that. Holy shit. Uh, Yeah, I remember the 70s. They tried to have Spider-Woman. That did not work at all. She's never really popped off, but Spider-Gwen instantly, like my daughter saw the ballet shoes on fucking Spider-Gwen and was like, this is the coolest character I've ever seen. And she had the coolest costume in the movie. She does. She has, like, honestly, she has one of the very best Spider-Person costumes ever. Yeah. It's fucking dope. And even if you don't like the color pink, just look at her costume. She's got a fucking hoodie on. She's it's got, great. I'm like, god damn. It's, that's hard to yeah. beat. Yeah. Uh, I like I like Silk's. Silk's costume is kind of cool. It, it's, it's pretty. It's, it's high up there, too. But I just don't like the scarf. Yeah. But everything else is pretty cool. And also giving Miles like just this um, incredible swag, like you know he's got the Jordans. He you know he doesn't tie his shoes. You know he's putting like little stickers with the my name is with the tag kind of sign on yeah. it all over the. I mean everything fucking worked about that shit. Even the soundtrack with Sunflower so and all good. that. Yeah. Oh my god. So, um, yeah, I just want them to get it right. Uh, pay all the creators, everybody with that. Take your fucking time, Sony. Make it fucking happen. And then the other thing is, it, if they delay it till next year, there's a strong possibility you may get that movie being the hot shit in 2023 and Spider-Man 2, PS, PS5, right? Oh, yeah. Huh? Well, oh, they also pushed... So, I... I Kind of let this part out. It's part one of Across the Spider-Verse. I think it's June or July 2023. And then part two would be 
2024, I think uh, October, around October, November or something. Even uh, 2024. Even better. I'm fucking down, man. So it, it sounds like they're making it all at once and they're just going to split it. Then that makes even more sense in terms of the delay and whatnot. So yeah, 2023 yeah, will be a, another huge fucking year for Spider-Man. Not like Spider-Man had a bad year already. Like uh, No Way Home made all the fucking billions. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. Real quick before we like wrap it up, I don't know how close we are, but um, did y'all get a chance to look at the the Saints Row, the new Saints Row like customization like oh, demo? No. I just saw, saw they showed some naked up. dude. I'm you like, saw what it? the fuck? Oh, I saw a little saw bit it? of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. It looks fun. God damn. All right. So I, I tweeted about it earlier. Um, and honestly, this new Saints Row has the Saints Row the third feel to it. Like they they have the perfect time to make a new Saints Row game and like kind of steal the thunder of GTA again. So if y'all... Just go back in time with me to mm-hmm. when Saints Row the Third came out. I forget exactly when it came out. It was like it was a while back. I'll look it up as I'm talking, but it was a uh, it was a while back, and I was not a Saints Row fan. Um, I, I didn't. I remember playing the. I didn't didn't play any of the previous games um, before Saints Row the Third. But Saints Row the Third had so much fucking hype after it came out. I was like, damn, this. Uh, I gotta check this out. You know, like like what's going on? I started playing it. It was basically they outdid GTA Four like by a yep. fucking country mile. Yep. Like, and it, it wasn't even it wasn't even close. Like, they were um, the gameplay was on point. The um, the social commentary was better than you know GTA Four. Um, they had more uh, content than GTA Four did. Yep. Um, it was it was just more fucking fun. This is back in 2011 is when Saints Row the Third came out, and yeah. Saints Row Two came out in, in twenty in 2008. And it wasn't very well known. Um, it, the first Saints Row that came out and Saints Row 2, were, they, they were just known as like GTA knockoffs. But then Saints Row the third came out and just fucking kicked GTA in the fucking dick. Yep. And they were just like, this, this is what we're doing. Y- y'all want to have fucking big titty She-Hulks running around like Prodigy did? You got it. <laughs> Do whatever you want. You want to, you wanna, you know, drink some, uh, some sodas that make you a superhero? We got you some Saints flow. You know what yep. I mean? Basically, you become... A goddamn superhero eventually. And then even allude to that in any of the fucking material before the game came out. Dude, don't ever forget the giant purple dildo bat was yes. in Saints Row the Third. That is still to this day one of the funniest and greatest weapons. And the other thing is, oh, it wasn't just a joke fucking weapon. That shit could destroy fucking tanks. Yep. It was so beautiful. <laughs> yep. I so uh I think the first time I actually went to one uh Prodigy's home in the bay. He booted up Saints Row just so I could see it. Busted out his She-Ho character. Busted out the giant purple dildo bat and destroyed a tank with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And then he turned the game off. I was like, wait a minute. Like, nah, that's it. That's all you get to see. I'm like, well, hold on. What the fuck just happened? You booted up, pulled out this big-ass dildo and destroyed like a tank with like Six hits, and this is some, <laughs> this is something else that was really good about Saints Row the Third is that they had f- it was an open world game that had full co op throughout the entire fucking game. Yep, that you can play, and GTA still doesn't do that. You oh. still can't do that with GTA. Um, I remember when the first time I saw Prodigy's f- fucking character, we we joined up. I was like, bro, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, why do you have pasties on 
with giant anime titties <laughs> and you're green. Yep. Yeah, I was like, fuck it. We're just gonna go around and just fuck shit up. We just cause mayhem. So, so fun. one of the best, one of the best of all time. I I hope they come back hard as fuck. Because here's the other thing too that you got, you guys all know, and we've talked about this since forever. As amazing as GTA Five is, and how many uh, hundreds of millions of copies it sold. We don't know when the fuck we're getting GTA 6. So this is a golden time right now to bring that hammer down and, and come out with something that's just over the top and fun. And it looks like it. I mean, like, they do the so basically today they were going over, like, the customization options in the game through both characters, vehicles, and weapons. And mm-hmm. obviously I was interested. I, I thought it was just going to be characters, but it wasn't. It was all three. Um, and the mm-hmm. character customization was, like, so involved and, like, awesome. Um, it was shit that I was not even expecting. So when once they showed that you can customize your fucking teeth, I was like, bruh, your goddamn teeth? And it yep. wasn't even just like one, two, three. It was like a whole bunch of options for your teeth. And then they were like casually showing like people with like prosthetic limbs. I was like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Like I've never seen a single customizable game to my knowledge where a, where you can customize a person having a, a, a prosthetic limb. And I was just thinking yeah. like, just imagine if somebody that lost a limb or was born without a limb, and now you can customize your character to look sort of like you. That's that's awesome. That's and you talk dope. about one of the categories that we always see at the Gamer Awards of, of late is that inclusion or accessibility and whatnot. I mean, this is some cool shit, like Kronos mentioned, especially if you're someone who's um, uh, missing that body part. Uh, and you want something that looks like you. That It's just fucking fun. And who doesn't... I, I think there are people who spend literally a full day or two just customizing their character if the customization screen is good. I'm not necessarily one of those people all the time because I can make a, a big titty she hope really like, quickly. up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yes, exactly. That's it. That's all I need. Pasties. You know Good. <laughs> and then don't forget, remember, and I didn't even play the game, but remember for CD Projekt Red, who I used to praise the shit out of, with um, Cyberpunk, they teased us. Everybody thought that you'd be able to make your Cyberpunk with the big schlong or, you know, the giant titties too. And they said, nope. Well, hold I on. I mean, you can make your, yes, you can make your character with the schlong. Just the titties are mm. just not anime. It's either, well, no, it's either extra small, medium, or like extra medium. Can I keep it real too, though? The dicks <laughs> weren't big enough. There you go. Um, God dang! If you with a straight, if you hold on, if y'all were dude. listening to this, dicks weren't big enough. If you're listening to this via audio, Cronus had the straightest face of <laughs> <laughs> just like he's staring at you to challenge him. If you're listening to this audio, it was like say something. <laughs> I wanted the Mandingo option. I didn't get it. No, yeah, there's so many Dingo options. And nope. you know what? They kind of did a little bit of bait and switch. Everybody and their mamas was expecting that you could put a cybernetic huge schlong on your fucking self no, or no. some giant titties. Saints Row would have done it. I'm just saying. Yep. Damn. Yep. And you know what? Saints Row is going to let me sword fight with them motherfucking giant schlongs, too. We're going to go on an island. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Going on about Saints Row. I knew Row, it. Um, Apparently you can be just totally you can be totally naked if you want. Holy shit! And apparently they were saying that you can have it either blurred out or not blurred out. So there you go if you want to be Perfect. totally naked. Um, the vehicle the vehicle customizations look pretty cool as well. Oh, sorry, going back to the person like the people customizations, they had like some of the clothing 
were like fucking insane. Like mm-hmm. they had like, I don't even, it was like active clothing. Like Shit. it was like you put on like some clothes and it would like do like you would have like super sparkly clothing or like shit that scrolled, like all kinds of crazy shit that you could wear. <laughs> um, you can customize your fucking socks, your shoes, your underwear, like fucking everything. Your your hair, scars, tattoos, full body tattoos. It was a lot, a lot. Love- See, that's fucking fun. That's what we need in this day and age. You know what I mean? Just let us have fucking full range, um, you know, console, PC, whatever where we can just party, party with it. Like, do yeah. whatever the fuck it is we need to. So, I'm loving it. I can't yeah. wait for more. You know what? I was disappointed by Cyberpunk's, like, because they're preset um, tattoos, so you can't, like, and you can't place them where you want. You have to, like, do as they give you, like, either a sleeve or whatever. Like, at least in GTA, the tattoo can place, like, torso, leg, arm, you couldn't do that on uh, Cyberpunk. It's like you do their preset and that's it. But I wanted particular tattoos and I, I couldn't get it. Yeah. I was kind of, yeah and, and then you're saying, Troy, you can, you can have literally fucking tan lines the way you want. Like you, you can have like a tan and like whatever form and function that you want. Um, and the, the, vehicle, the vehicle customization was pretty cool too. You can customize everything in the vehicles, even though, let's be honest, you're not going to customize a vehicle that much. I mean, you might. Oh, actually, no. You will because they showed up. They showed off two features on vehicles that were actually pretty fucking cool. Three. One was the one was the ejector seat, which is mm-hmm. dope. You can eject out and like have like your wings and shit and kind of fly before you get powers if you get them in this game, which I assume that you're going to, which would be cool. Um, another one was having a like a, a an anchor on your vehicle. It's like a tow hook where you can connect oh, to another vehicle and yeah. then just like oh, drag it around with you. And another one was basically you can drag around. A fucking like a wrecking ball. So if the cops <laughs> are chasing you, you can drag a wrecking ball behind you and like, you know, do like a, a donut and just like knock everything out of your way and just like fuck shit up. I thought that was really cool. And then also you have fully customizable weapons um, yes. to your specifications. Oh, and like some of them, like they showed some that were like ridiculous. Like they had like the uh, the the guitar case that shoots rockets. They had mm-hmm. fucking foam fingers that were like fucking pistols. That other ridiculous weapons that look cool because you know. Saints Row always has ridiculous weapons. My my favorite was the dubstep gun. Yes. So <laughs> I, I fucking love that shit. So that sounds yeah. great. And, and the, don't for- the double bat was great too. Well, and and don't forget, I mean, like you've had some incredible voice actors in this. Uh, the legendary Keith David. Yeah. Was in Saints Row. Wasn't he the, uh, the president? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, That's I was awesome. like, was that that or, or Rick and Morty? It was both. I think it was both. Yeah, he is a president, Rick and Morty. Yeah, he's like he's probably the only one that can go toe to toe with Rick and survive. Dude, that shit was great, man. I'm fucking on board. Uh, I'm I'm really glad for this franchise coming back, and I'm glad that they didn't shy away from being off the hook. So, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's yeah, let's wrap it on up. Wait, hold hold on, really quickly, really quick. So, uh, the dates for Spider Man Across the Universe. June second, twenty twenty three, and and October seventh, twenty or no, I'm sorry, March 29th, twenty ninth, twenty twenty four for part two. There you go. Yeah, um, I'll be there. Um, old ninja, what you got populating this week? God damn it! Uh, so I'm still all about this fucking Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga. Uh, I took a little break to play No Man's Sky with their new update, which has been really way more action packed it's called the um 
Outlaws? It's called the Blight. Yeah, it's called the Blight with a you're facing outlaws. So basically these pirates are taking over certain systems across the universe and you got to figure out why and what they're about. You got to f- basically find their hideout and put an end to them. So it's been pretty interesting. They've introduced like solar sailor ships, which are really fucking cool looking. Yeah, Holy they shit. They're they're transformers. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking dope as fuck. Um, it's cool. <laughs> it's been crazy because um, in the pirate system, uh, you can buy black market items, which are cool. But if you go to a legal system, uh, you can be <laughs> you can be stuck with a random search like that. You'll be like basically you warp when you warp to a planet. You don't have control, but um, you can stop basically. But when you're going to a planet within the system, a uh, patrol system will show up and scan you. If you have illegal material on you, they're going to try to shoot you down. So when you kill them. So, yeah. yeah, but I mean, they can they send out reinforcements until you either land at a station or somehow lose them. Or if you're really souped up, you can try to take them out, but you're probably going to lose eventually. So it's been really fun. It's been really fun doing these space wars, even though they had to change the timer on how you get, like, uh, hoarded on by pirates. Because it was, like, every 20, 90 seconds to two minutes that you would run into them, and you couldn't, like, search and do shit. So there was a patch that came out, I think, yesterday. So it's been... And they have a new expedition to do all this shit. It's been really fun. Um, you can do it in like two or three days, but they give you five weeks, so it's been fun. Um, it's supposed to rain here in the Bay, I think, tomorrow morning it's or rain- tonight. It was raining for me right now, or it's at least right, yeah. right before I walked out. When, when yeah, I walked so, out here, it was raining. Okay, yeah, I don't hear anything yet, but I'm probably gonna kind of ch- keep it chill. I'm probably gonna go back to that chicken place. Um, I'm trying to get Stitch to go. Uh, we talked about it briefly a little bit. He's been trying to find a way to get over there because in his uh, work area. Um, Wait, to where? Uh, uh, Dave's Hot Chicken. It's in oh, Union City. Yeah. 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 I, I recommend, if you get the time, Cronus, I recommend you check it out. Just try to go before rush hour because they have like really long lines usually. Um, checking out Moon Knight. We didn't talk about Moon Knight this week, but a new episode aired today. Uh, Picard is tonight. I've uh, been watching Halo, new episode tonight. And oh, Young Justice Phantoms. Me and Blue have been watching it. We're going to talk about it tonight, but Blue had to leave early, so we'll probably talk about it more next week. And that's kind of about it. Carlos, what you got? I'm still like recombobulating from like mm. probably dropping like good eight pounds in the span oh, of seven damn. hours. I'm just saying it was terrible. But also, thank you to my Toto toilet for like keeping the mess. You know, <laughs> also, can I just talk about real quick how my, my five-year-old is a fucking savage? So she, um, she had a procedure last, last week. Um, I'm not gonna go into that detail, but, uh, the, what she had to be put under general anesthesia. And they told us when, when, um, she came home that, you know, she might, uh, she might throw up, you know, when she gets home or even on the way home. And so, you know, that night, you know, she did start throwing up. So I, I, you know, I slept in the same bed with her to make sure that she didn't choke on her vomit because that'd be terrible, right? And she got up in the middle of the night and she had to throw up like four times. Um, but this is how savage my my five year old is. I would wake, like, I would hear her, like, um, kind of have like a cough and then like hear like the vomit coming up. Like, hey, hey, like, let's let's go to the bathroom. So she would like get up by herself. She didn't want me to carry her anything. She would walk to the bathroom. Wouldn't even pull the, the toilet seat up. She would stand over, not even fucking crouch 
She would just stand over the toilet, throw up real quick, and then flush the toilet, and then go back to bed. Like, nothing even happened. And I was just like, okay. And then, like, literally, like, two, three days later, like, we're all, like, deathly ill from, like, whatever the fuck she had. And, like, I'm, like, literally, like, hugging the fucking toilet, like, just screaming, like, ah! Like, (laughs) like, throwing up. Like, this is terrible. And meanwhile, she was just like... Throw up a couple times, <laughs> you know. Did, wasn't crouching on the shit, so like she did it, you know, like it was easy. So yeah, that was a uh, that was pretty cool that she took it so well, and she didn't even complain about the body aches. She was just tired, which is fine. Um, uh, another thing, uh, we are remodeling the house, which is the outside right now because we're still in it, and we're gonna move. But we had to pick like the color that I wanted today, and we're like, well, let's just do gray. Like, what's around the house? And I'm looking at all the houses around us. And I'm like, you know what? All these houses around us, so they're kind of like muted colors. Like, you know, our co- our house, our, our our current color of our house, well, before today, was like yellowish, like beige or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the people that were doing the house are like, well, what color do you want? So I just deferred to my, you know, the person, to my realtor. I was like, you know, whatever you say. So she gave us, like, an option. And then Kimek was like, well, let's just do blue. And I was just like, nah, let's go to like this other gray. And then I was like, then we went outside and like looked at all the, looked at all the houses. And I was like, you know what? Let's just do fucking blue. Like just make it like mm-hmm. stand out like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. We'll make it be uh, opulent, I guess. So um, there you go. But it's interesting, like seeing like the house kind of transform on the outside and like the whole house right now is like it's primer on the outside. And now they're going to start like doing the first coat probably tomorrow for the for the paint and like doing some landscaping and stuff like that. So. It's been uh, it's been interesting like seeing the uh the house change and um I gotta pack a bunch, you know, this week. So yeah, and a shout out to uh Mr. X. I went to his uh fortieth birthday party uh last oh, weekend. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was good to like actually get out there again. I'm like getting trying to normalize getting back out to seeing people. And that that was uh that was pretty cool. I had a lot of fun until like the next day and that's when I was like, you know, on death's door. But yeah. <laughs> And I took a COVID test, so it's not COVID, so it was cool. <laughs> no Rona. No. That's all I got. Good shit. Good shit. Well, I, um, I'm fucking catching up on quite a few things because I was in fucking exile for earlier this year. Just felt good to have some family time. I had uh, Cronus's brother come over uh, with the whole family, I think, on. Don't even see me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like 500 miles away. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say. Kind of hard. Um, but saw them on uh, Saturday night, just really low-key kind of family meal or whatever, which was really nice. Um, and to be honest with you, I just feel like it's great to have the ability to get home at a normal time, not staying out 10, 10 or 11 o'clock at night working and shit. Um, I'm going to fucking catch up on a ton of goddamn anime uh, this weekend. And uh, still, if uh, B-Boy Frost will help me out uh, or let me solo her, I'm trying to finish off the last two or three bosses on uh, Elden Ring, which is going to be fun. Uh, and then I need to catch up on a ton of fucking comics as well. So a lot of just fucking good times and shit. But um, I'm hoping to uh, spend a little time. I want to take my kids. I used to love taking them to the library up in the Bay. Uh, so I'm going to get them some library cards down here, which is kind of a fun uh, family tradition and whatnot. So really looking forward to that shit. Oh, and I got my kids into like this great educational program um, with Kumon down here. Really excited about them just uh, thriving with it. They seem to like uh, the additional teachers for math and reading and all of that stuff. So 
really excited about that. Some fatherly shit. That's all I got. Old Ninja, take us out, goddammit. All right. You just experienced Black and the Black Times Affinity. Titty Meats. The- <laughs> or Dick Swords. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> God dang. The dankest podcast on the internet that there is, at least for now. Uh, check us out anywhere on the internet with B and BTI. It's B-T-H-A-N-B-T-I. Uh, anywhere that you listen or consume your podcast. Uh, on when- on YouTube, we go live every Wednesday night, 8.30 Pacific time. Uh, you can join us then and be part of the chat, be a part of the discussion. Uh, check out our official website, benheadproductions.com forward slash bnbti. You can email us if you wish at bnbti at gmail.com. Uh, we also have Discord. Um, uh, we're also on Twitch. You can check out some recent gameplay from some of us on there now. Don't be like Ezra. Get <laughs> 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 <laughs>